Hello, everybody. We got an absolute stacked squad today for Chalkcast number six on the, uh, I'm, no, no pointing. Remember, no pointing. Top left, we got uh, Rise, me right here, dead no. center, up at the top. Johnny to my right. Uh, bottom left, we got Yummy Cheese Man, which I just learned how to pronounce. Uh, <laughs> bottom middle is Hootie, Hootie Who. And bottom right is Shock. Also, Rise, you're looking tiny today. What's going on? I thought you were hitting the gym. I'm further away. I'm, I'm, I'm lying back. I'm <laughs> He's lounging. I'm lounging. He's relaxed. Um, but yeah, right before this, I mean, we have... We have all the topics with, you know, NAEU, all that stuff, but before we were starting this, these guys were talking about kickoffs and how underdeveloped they were. So if they wanted oh, to yeah, carry we on that chatting. conversation, yeah. I was we I was halfway in and like, out. Hold so. on. I gotta go live. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> literally literally had was... an entire stream essentially, chat show off stream. Rude. It's been going for like twenty minutes. <laughs> shock, shock, you were you were talking about it, right? Yeah, yeah. I was kinda talking like like Rizzo said, like how kickoffs are so underdeveloped in threes and how I think we're going to start seeing a shift like into more kickoff strategies all throughout the game instead of just needing, like like uh, Johnny said earlier, we we need a goal. It's the last five seconds. we got to tie it. I'm going to do a fake kickoff. But instead, we're going to see <laughs> yeah. we're going to see a strategy for every single kickoff that comes into play to try to get that little edge. Because I was saying that I think that we're running out of ways to uh, vastly improve, like, very quickly in Rocket League because it's been starting to be around for a while. But also, um, Rise said that we probably said that three years ago too. So not quite. Yeah, sure. sure. We I remember RLCS season three talking about this. Like it's been <laughs> it's been a conversation since the very beginning. So when are you players actually going to put in some work? <laughs> uh, like surely that is one of the easiest things to just do as a little extra during scrims, right? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's just. It, that's it's definitely just on account of laziness. I mean, a lot of teams still don't practice the right way in general in scrims. I, I actually think it's ranked that ruins it because everybody just autopilots and ranked and goes across to tournament yeah. like nobody that thinks about it. Well, actually, we talked about this on another. Didn't we talk about this weeks ago, Rizzo? The kickoff left goes skin came up. I didn't even know about that <laughs> like, uh, recently. Yeah, it's like you and Scrub and are basically the only people. <laughs> and I think I think OCE who don't do left goes or something like that. No, OCE does, does, yeah. Oh, okay. That's no, just it's just Johnny and Scrub then. In EU ranked, it's whoever says I got it, or yeah. you know they yeah, actually yeah, know yeah. each other's priorities. It's yeah. it's crazy because I remember. But what if nobody says booty? anything? Then you both go both go. You passive aggressively both goes, and then you know concede. You're like, well, that was not my fault. You should have said I got it. Or if you. If if it's the the kickoff in threes where there's two players diagonal and the guy at the back says take the shot, then no one actually goes oh, to split <laughs> that guy because you're like you're an well, idiot. Why okay, you take the shot to be fair, he, he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're just like well, <laughs> yeah. no, no. If, if anyone understand. ever does that to me, I'm like half flipping onto the boost. I'm just like I'm no, I'm not going. Yeah, I, I, how about how about you save it? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got mad at me one day <laughs> for not for, for thinking that left goes instead of random person who has priority goes, and he's just like, "Yummy, why are you going to kick off? That's stupid. You know Dad, right?" And I was like, "All right, thank you. <laughs> you know Dad, right?" Really, you know Dad. <laughs> you know Dad, right? <laughs> one thing I actually want I was trying to test like last oh, season. God was um just no one go for the kickoff which is like sounds so weird no it's good 
it's How good. is anyone with 36 boots going to score on a pro like yeah. three man defense? Like, it's not going to happen. I kind of you know what's been done diagonal only? It's actually good. If somebody spawns, like, to go for the kickoff with a bigger run up, it can be dangerous, like, straight or slightly offset. But if everybody's diagonal, it's good. It's actually good to not go. Trust me. Yeah. That makes sense. At the People same can time, boom the ball pretty hard if they get a big run up, but diagonal you can't. You can't. You are assuming they boom it at you though. What if they realize? Yeah. Then but they take it. They just stop in front of it. Have you yeah. seen that the the not even going for the kickoff in one v one now is viable? If it's diagonal spawn, you just don't go. You half flip one of the boosts, turn back to your net immediately. So you have to half flip the right way, and right. you can cover any shot no matter what. And uh, usually players won't shoot; they'll try and dribble. And the play right. there is to ball chase, just charge. It's, it's, it's really hard, actually. It's difficult to immediately get a shot off that beats somebody who just bum rushes you. I think as like a team of three, if if you're if nobody's going for kickoff, like two that like if it's two diagonal, one in the middle, like both can get boost, and then you know, like you go for kickoff, but just go late. So it's gonna force yeah. the guy to do something. Uh, that anyway. guy just kind of parks and like plays cheat and waits to see if they stop. Or just dies yeah. a little late. Yeah. You know, actually, the guy who, instead of going, like, if you're di you spawn diagonal, instead of going, you half flip, and then you turn to your net, and if they shoot, that is that guy's job to save it, and then the other players just go and rotate, but mm -hmm. it, they don't shoot. If they dribble, somebody else can just challenge, and you're good. I guess I it goes... See it. it would actually be so interesting to see, because I feel like you get an advantage. The other it team definitely... just have one guy in the middle of the pitch with no boost and no momentum. Like, what's he doing? It's interesting for sure. I guess I guess it's, it's very counterintuitive, obviously, one, because you always go for kickup, but two, like... Who likes to give all these talented players space with the ball? It, it, it feels wrong on the surface. But, I mean, it, it, there are points in Rocket League where it's okay to concede that space and, like, try to play something alternative. The best way to play is to be confusing. So They'll have no boost as well. If Dagon will yeah, kick yeah, off, yeah, people you know use their all limitations. their boosts the ball. That's true. They have nothing. Yeah. There's zero boost on the ball. It's like they're not doing anything. One goes back, one, one goes net, one challenges, they're never going to score. Yeah, you're good. And, it, and you can, like, the challenge can usually be a... <laughs> Really good challenge. I like how we're talking yeah. about new kickoff strategies, and we're just like, so what if nobody goes? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's it the new exist anymore, guys. Right, do it. Do it in EU this weekend. Just double diagonal oh, spawn, maybe, double maybe. half flip. What do you got? Like four days? Yeah, you got like four yeah. days to practice it. No biggie. Well, you got that? On the on the drawing board. Try yeah. to get those reps in. <laughs> to be fair, I think there's two problems because one of them is that. Uh, I think there's a lot of players out there who just don't have kickoff mechanics. It's actually insane. Oh, they really uh, don't. And they don't <laughs> know how to win or lose a kickoff to the right mm -hmm. spot. And then there's there's also the fact that you guys know all the strategies. You, you guys have a whole bunch of slew of them, but you just never call it out. It's just the same don't thing. Don't bother. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the one, though. No, but nobody goes. Yeah, so so besides, besides not going, strategy. is there any other viable strategy you can even think of? <laughs> It, well, that man, I'm not going to give away this choice. Well, Spanish. Spanish you go. Yeah, yeah. It's underutilized yeah. for sure. Mm, yeah. sure. That's powerful, yeah. but nobody... So, it, so you, you, think, you think those types of kickoffs should be done like every play sort of thing? Uh, like like it, every play it, should be a nobody goes really Spanish or well, fake? Yeah. <laughs> I can't... I can, so my theory about threes kickoffs is that they're just not explored very much. And yeah, yeah. watching ones kickoffs are extremely, extremely high level right now. I've never seen as much diversity and like thinking. And right now in ones... The best players will never do the same kickoff twice in a row unless that is the mind game. The fact that they're doing the same kickoff twice is the trick, you know? Because mm -hmm. everybody's switching it up so much and everybody's got so many different versions that I feel like that's where threes should be heading. It's, it's the same kickoff shouldn't be happening twice or it shouldn't be like back left and now back right. It should be like really switching it up, throw the other team off their game. Because it works in ones. 
Like if you just do a weird kickoff and then right after you just go for a win, they're, they're still they're still thinking about okay, what weird kickoff is he gonna do? Then you just win it and the the ball's in your net. Yeah, but also I, really, I feel like right. there's so much weight on a one v one kickoff compared to a three v three. There's also a lot more of them in a ones game. Yeah, it's like high level ones is like you can get yeah, like ten. There's also, there's also yeah. like six point five million reasons to actually put a little bit of effort into threes to get yeah. that. Oh, six point five compared to one. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying a little bit of effort isn't worth <laughs> it, but doing doing a slight angle on your kickoff or something. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't know really the difference in the ones kickoffs, but you know. I feel like right uh, now, what, whole... surely you get more from putting 50 hours into kickoffs than putting 50 hours into something you do all the time, like practicing, I don't know, a flip reset that you've already done and you're already good at. I feel like right now, any everybody Probably thinks of any sort of kickoff uh, that's not standard as like super special trickery when really it should all just be standard like everything should like johnny's saying it should all be mixed up you know it, it, it all is just standard exactly yeah. it shouldn't just be one single default left goes every time at least at the professional level um i feel like there's just no sense in doing the exact same thing every single time that's the only set piece in rocket league right like it just feels i mean like you said very how messed up does it so obviously it can have good effects on the pitch like you can get a possession that's so that's obvious mm -hmm. but how much does it mess with like your mental like rise shock rizzo when like another team just does that and then you're like so like when that happens like does it not just mess with teams i feel like teams make more mistakes after something weird happens on the pitch even well, like, like a mind you're game saying like what how does it feel like when you get like spanish kickoff awesome yeah like or like a fake kickoff or anything weird like does it does it is it just harder to play against that than the team who do the same kickoff every time uh I'd, i mean there's not any teams that like switch it up on an regular basis so it's like at this point it's sort of if you've just scored with five seconds left you just go watch spanish like stuff like that because you might expect people are going to try something different exactly at least we do that i'd, was, I'd um, sorry good on this weekend actually team power the x ground zero roster um in their series against renegades which they won ended up doing more fake kickoffs than regular kickoffs and they had a lot like <laughs> really? they are the team in OCE I that actually it. or maybe even the world that actually put a lot of effort into their kickoffs and they pretty much won every people. single kickoff as well I'm pretty sure Furia were doing a lot of fakes at um major as yeah, well yeah 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 um AJG, according to AJG so... they lost yeah. <laughs> their series to A crew for oh I was watching that I remember exactly yeah. the goal he's talking about yeah, yeah they yeah. scored a kickoff strategy and then we lost the series is what he said that is brutal. I mean, in terms of like your question, Johnny, about how like the mentality can change. Um, if if your team like is completely locked in, it's not going to matter. But I'd say in general, just like getting scored on by kickoff goals feels very fluky and can be like an irritant. Like, oh, it's so telling. It's so it, telling. Like, that's a really powerful thing, then. That, extremely, yeah, because for that reason, you were for and four say, minutes like, to get a goal, and then immediately, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. We just, we just pressured them for two and a half minutes. Yeah. Took their corner boost eighteen different times. <laughs> had to put, <laughs> had to put seven different top corner shots on net to score, and you get kickoff, they and it's immediately your yeah. net. And, and then, well, and now every other kickoff that you're facing going forward, like that thought is in your mind: Is it yep. going to be standard? Is it going to be something else? Whenever I was coaching, I coached a couple bubble teams for a while. Um, kickoffs was like the biggest thing that I was pushing, and it, it there is pushback from players. They, they I don't know if they think it's cringe or what, but it's like um, <laughs> they, don't wanna, they, they don't want to they didn't want to try new things. Really I would, didn't. I'd be no, like, no, it, it's it cringe. Is, yeah, it's cringe. I, it's look, cringe. I'm not even it's joking. It. I had I had a spreadsheet built where like each player. <laughs> 
I had percentages of like where they would put the ball on the field. Oh my God. That's, that's yeah. actually awesome. Because like, I just think <laughs> cool. that there's one aspect of rocket league that's like totally determined and we know where we are and we can like manipulate it and it's kickoff, right? Everything else is fluid and changing and it's never the same. And you just don't know the boost counts exactly or where the ball's going or whatever, mm -hmm. but you know, kickoffs are a set piece. And I feel like it's just so, I don't understand why it has been ignored forever. Underdeveloped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, like you said, it's cringe. It's yeah, exactly. It's cringe. That's right. That's uh, try hard. Player, players don't want to be cringe. Yeah, you're sweating. <laughs> what is he sweating? It's a private match, bro. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> Reciprocity used to literally win series of it because they were just so defensive. that he, yeah, They would just defend everything, and then they'd randomly get a kickoff goal because they were good mm -hmm. at kickoffs. And it, it, that's like the most frustrating. Everybody hated them because <laughs> cause you lost the kickoffs half the time. No, I think we I, I think we mentioned it on another podcast that if the kickoffs are like predetermined, like right now it's random, but what if the first kickoff in every single 3v3 game, no matter what, is the same? It's just like yeah. the same positions. And then the second kickoff like is also always the same. Yeah, there's yeah. the same. Right mm -hmm. now there's five kickoffs that happen every single game, but which ones they are are random. And the spawn positions after you get demoed, also random. The only randomness uh -huh. in the game is like where you, what the kickoffs are going to be. You don't know what kickoff number four is going to be until three goals happen and then you find out on the spot. That's when you find out. But if you knew beforehand, like then you could come up with strats yeah. for every kickoff. Interesting. Or if, or I guess if maps had uh, dedicated kickoffs, like one is always oh, this yeah, on this yeah. map. It could be map specific. Oh yeah, this is the map that has you know fifth kickoff is everybody spawns in the middle. So you know what it's going to be. <laughs> that I think that would be pretty sick. I would love it. I have to address something in chat as well. Somebody mm -hmm. said, why does somebody say kickoffs are the only set piece when controlling your the ball on your back wall is a set piece? That That's just so not true. There's like totally what? different locations <laughs> of players on the pitch, yeah. boost amounts, like where your opponents are. It is a set piece because the pieces are set on a kickoff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not the same. Fringe. Yeah, don't be cringe. Don't be cringe. If I see any players being cringe uh, in the next few weeks doing kickoff strats, then yuck. Gross. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know where it started them. No, um, wait. I can't wait for Rise to do it, and then the caster's confused. Look, like, wait, they messed up, to. and I'm like, no, they didn't. No, but people like casters actually do that. Casters are actually like, oh, that's a mistouch when you're just faking and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> before, like, like actual fakes, uh, not. Not platform. Do you do you prefer okay, what's worse when a caster calls a mistouch when it was like purposeful or when they call it a fake when it was just clearly a massive whiff? Oh, like if they're if they say it's a fake when it's a whiff, like that's just making me look good, you know? But when it's <laughs> when I miss when I when I like fake and I like they say I missed, like nah, that can't be <laughs> It's okay <laughs> when they make me look good, but when they make me look yeah, bad, yeah, it's of cringe. Course, of course. Yeah, the, the first one is worse. Like you you like there's so there's so many little intricacies to everyone's positioning to where like any touch that looks conventionally bad but might be very good in a certain situation can be labeled a mistouch in the moment because it is hard to tell if you're not the one playing in the comms yeah. and like yeah so that that one does kind of suck because like it makes you look bad while you're on the ball like hey, you just got this little tap down to your right that would conventionally be bad but you have a teammate calling for you to drop it and he's right underneath you like <clears throat> And he's like, oh, he got bailed out by his teammate. He's right there. No, we set that up with comments. <laughs> oh, but luckily his teammate was right there to take yeah, over. Exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah.
This garbage player gets bailed out by his teammate again. And, and, and they say they say lucky once on broadcast, and then the the chatters. Oh, oh so lucky! This team's so lucky. Yeah. yeah. It's actually crazy how much influence casters have over opinions. Like so I was how, saying, how, I was talking to someone about this. Well, how important is that to you to have like both caster and audience opinion on whether you're good or not in a series? Um. As long as we win, I honestly don't mind. I don't care if people say this. I was, he was terrible. This is right. Okay. We won. So just, but like, I don't lose like... and get called bad. At the same what's what's time? the oh, example yeah. that you were talking about, Rise? Of what? Of uh, a big influence. Um, like you'll just see people with terrible takes, and you're just like, this guy's been watching T baits. This guy's been watching. <laughs> 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 no, but you know, I, like I feel like every person who watches RLCS is just like a mixture of like a bit of Johnny Boy's opinion, a bit of Achieve's opinion. Like no one actually has their sort of own opinion. It feels like. Oh yeah, they'll they'll hundred percent just like kind of latch on to their favorite sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm gonna say this is probably better that way because if you let them run loose, there's no telling what. <laughs> yes, yes, and no. Cause I guess like. Uh... To your initial question, like in the moment to a player, it does not matter what chat thinks, what the caster thinks of them. Like, but afterwards, I guess you got to think of the repercussions. Like, you know, of, like down the road, like if this if this narrative continues to be like you know pushed, like what someone thinks. Say, say you know you know world is influential, right? T base is influential. First touch in general, right? Say you know this player is like really look to be struggling like you know they they don't really get some they get some weird touches some misses and like but that was all in like the motions of the game were like that was meant to happen they weren't mistakes they were actually the plays that they were looking for and then all of a sudden everyone starts saying well this player looks really weak on reddit and like you know maybe they should be the next one to be kicked maybe this roster move xyz and you know that can get in a player's head down the road like everyone just thinks i suck like this is so annoying or it can put that seed into their teammate's head that maybe my teammate isn't as good as I think they are. Maybe they're problematic. So, like, that's more of a hypothetical. Like, I'm not saying that would for sure happen, but, like, that's, like, something, like, that I could see happening. Like, I, oh, well, I saw it. In Season 9, Sathew Ooh. got so much hate on our team, even though he was an extremely important piece to us winning, but it just didn't look like that to them. Like, because, you know, it just looked like he was the one making the most mistakes when like it could have been us putting him in bad spots which it, sometimes it was and like you know that kind of thing can be pushed and it can be hard in a team's mentality although it shouldn't necessarily necessarily take precedence i know no it one actually tries yeah no yep. i know i know no, no one actually has an agenda that i know of to like do or you know try and push a storyline like well that specific uh for, <laughs> for one thing but definitely that negative but i don't like when um it seems like speculative speculative Somebody will just be like, oh, this player brings so much to the team in terms of leadership. I'm like, does he? Mm. You know, how, how yeah. do you know? Like, I, I don't know that. Does this person know that? I don't know. I, I, I'm always, like, trying to avoid speculation. I've actually, I've got to put uh, Rise on this box. We were talking before the stream as well. It was actually before the stream is a whole other podcast by mistake. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was great content. <laughs> It's in the like 10 minutes before we're, we're, we went we're live. We're looping back around now. Yeah. So we got to go back to it because it was actually good content. Rise is saying that he doesn't like when casters are waffling. And I think that hearing Rise rant about that would be great content. Oh, here we go. Well, it depends. Like, because obviously, oh, we just touched on it there a little bit. The casters, a lot of the times, don't actually know what they're saying. 
And my point was, well, not fully anyway, but my point is I've since watched stuff, for example, football, like actual real life sports, and I can like pick up on bits where they're just filling gaps and they actually have no idea what they're saying or what they're saying is just wrong. Um, And it like, I don't know, it's opened my eyes to a lot of cap in like the media. A lot of cap. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the commentators. It just waffles sometimes. And it's the same in rugby league. It's the same in everything. It's their job at the end of the day, right? So. I think you're on to something though. I don't think so. Like some people, the immediate retort will be it's not the caster's job to appeal to pro players. And some people even go as far as say pro players shouldn't be expected to like casters, what they say, because they're like for the casuals and the fans, not for the players. I don't really agree with that though. I think that's that's copium for bad casting. I, I think the players and players shouldn't be annoyed. I feel like uh, players know more about the game than anyone almost. Uh, so mm. they, they, if they're annoyed by casting, there's probably something wrong. I feel like you can do, well, I, I don't know. I feel like it's possible to do a good job casting to appeal to, or at least, you know, be a good caster for casuals, fans, and also not annoy players. I feel like that should, that's yeah. possible to do that. Yeah, I feel like okay. as, as long as the, the statement is, like, accurate, whatever it is, as long as it's, like, accurate and annoys somebody or a player, that's that's fine. Like, you know, they kind of got butthurt at that. But if it's, like, a lie or whatever, you know, it's not true, and it's, like, it kind of creates a narrative that shouldn't be there, then it might it would be, like, bad casting or analysis or whatever. I think there's always a big problem with casters too, especially newer casters of like wanting to sound smart or correct so much that they end up being like incorrect and they end up waffling a lot. Cause uh, I used to be a, 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 you know, very analytical caster, but nowadays I take a, a lot of knowledge off and it's more about like living in the moment, being hype and, and like worrying more about the emotion rather than what I say and I'm okay with that, you know. Every now and again, I'll say something that's at least not smart, if not outright dumb. <laughs> I think casters like what a lot of them fail to realize is like your job isn't to shine; it's to make the game shine. Like it's not about you; it's about you like making the game look better instead yep. of trying to make yourself look. Uh, smart it's also understandable for those casters too because you want to stand out and like get an rcs gig or something like that at the time or you want to even just not be shit on by the audience over and over again on reddit saying how you all you do is yell all the time uh and now jorby's like the most liked but he didn't do it by like trying to appeal to the audience every 10 seconds he just got better yeah there used to be so many like see before rlcs season x there were so many comments in every live thread about casting and people like having problems with it but these days there's like zero comments none yeah uh, and like some people might be like oh no what am i we're making a big mistake here nobody's like we must be doing badly nobody's talking about us but that's like goals for me when i'm casting if everybody's like so immersed in the game that they didn't even realize they like everything that you said is just blended in perfectly with the game and you've not like ruined anyone's vibe that's like the that's peak that's that's the goal yeah, it's like it's... watching a RZA watch party. You know, you don't even—he's just blending in so well, and everything is happening. <laughs> you that... think I'm the fourth player under the webcam? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, that was amazing. I forgot everything RZA said. He was, was perfect. <laughs> That's actually perfect casting for me. If I, if I, yeah. somebody asked me what do the casters say, I'm like, I haven't got a clue. Like, Tony, who's yeah, your to... favorite person to cast with when you cast? For me, Shogun. Oh, Shogun, definitely, because we we've got so much synergy, and he's just really fun to work with because he's like a team player. So. We're both trying to like 
make each other better rather than trying to you know steal the mic from each other in hype moments because that's yeah. that's cringe i hear when i hear caster doing that <laughs> trying to like they're like oh the end of the game the champion uh is coming i'm gonna i want to be the one yelling that and they try and like <laughs> yeah. steal each other's uh spotlight is i was gonna say with uh what rise said about like uh how you're trying to make the game shine instead of yourself i think of like johnny yelling ahmad uh during the what is it that's the first, analysis the, the that's iconic that's, that's great first analysis, major yeah. like that's instantly what i think about how like um it's a great yell it's a great screech Johnny. <laughs> but it really it really highlights the emotion of the moment and same with like this is rock league obviously like the most iconic one like that sort so the of best, thing is see so the best part about the ahmad one is it was yeah. it was going to overtime and we were like ready for overtime i was like thinking okay overtime's coming let me just talk about that and then shogun will come in but then, like, Ahmed just came out of nowhere and scored it. I was like, no build up at all. <laughs> you were just, you were just so what excited. Else, you just yelled. What else are you supposed to do? I just had to yell yeah. his name. There's nothing else to say. Like, I can't be like, you know, there's no time to say anything else. So, Well, at least you didn't say, are you kidding me? That's all I can thank you for, <laughs> Johnny. Uh, I, I would like to say, though, that, like, uh, it is really easy to criticize, like, casting and, like, be very, very uh, harsh on it. But, like um i feel like in general like rocket league casting has improved at a very rapid rate oh and, definitely and like i like i said like uh i was saying this earlier before the stream went live like i usually when i'm watching the rcs stream i i like have it muted because like, like there's nothing i can really learn or like i'm like not ultra interested in what the casters are saying i'm just looking for like the result and how teams are playing but like um there's genuine times where what a caster says i'm like oh yeah that was really accurate that was good and i feel like we've gotten a lot more of that and a lot less of the what is this dude saying like why is he casting so like you know i i really like the direction that all the casters have gone i feel like everyone has improved very significantly in the last few years i also think i also think yeah the team's great i think there was a shift in like the, the seriousness of the cast from like mm -hmm. early early seasons like i mean just the first season season one they, they really tried to be uh um just like real sports like that was their focus let's make it like a real sport and i don't even know if you remember but they had a completely different guy like hosting i went back and watched it and i was like who axel toss yeah no 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 <laughs> a different guy yeah and i was like who is this guy like i still i still don't know and he was like a a very like proper um, yeah, it was very different. Yeah, and the whole the whole vibe was different, and now it's like all community uh, figures, all community people, which is really mm. awesome. That's what we'll say. There's also yeah. been a huge shift in uh, the NA and EU team. As a guy who comes in every now and again and joins that, like from RLCS season five six, every every single person on the in the casting for NA and EU and uh yeah for na and eu it was, was super it was like competitive it was like i'm fighting with my casters for everything you know we've got a limited number of slots there's only 12 casters i'm here for me there's no collaboration compared to now in rlcsx and rlcs 2122 is that it is so collaborative like everybody feels like a team there is no competition it feels like for for anything uh, you know, I'll sit down with uh, some, like the, the casting crew for APAC. Uh, it was Cole and Stumpy came and sat down with me and just asked me like tons of questions on APAC because uh, they wanted to cast the last series of Tokyo Verde. And we just sat down there and did it. And that was kind of everything that that, that LAN was. And it makes it so much better. If you're trying to make your 
fellow caster or fe- fellow analyst better, you're trying to set them up for a good joke or something like that. It works way better than somebody <laughs> trying to create their own yeah. joke out of nothing. Yeah. Uh, That's desk as well, though. See, the desk is, is like peaked this this yeah. uh, split because there's so many like clashing personalities and it's all authentic. They, the, all these disagreements and arguments on air are real. But as soon as the camera cuts to whatever happens next, everybody's just laughing. Like after like mm-hmm. a really funny content piece where everybody's arguing and the chat are probably like, wow, they hate each other. They actually, <laughs> a lot of people like genuinely think like Dumpy and T-Bates hate each other, me and T-Bates hate each other, like, <laughs> You know, Yummy and CJ hate each other, but it, after these bits, it's just like so funny. You're like, actually, that was fire. That was really good. Yeah, there's also uh, there's yeah. a big shift in um, just the content as well. Like that, Soundex is wanting to make like you you would never see the uh, the jobs not finished type thing from NRG, and like obviously season one they wouldn't be able to do that in season one, but like anything of that sort of style. The one you were in as well was so funny. Yeah, no, yeah, those, like, those even that stuff as well. So funny. Those were so good. Those were so I, good. They actually had real comedy chops. Do you who who actually came up with like the script for that, Rizzo? There there was no script. That was all on the spot. Hey, that's like, impressive. And then that's that's, impressive. That's it, the it was just impressive. the idea, and then we were like, should we do this, this, this? And they're like, yeah, let's whatever. Like we all just like it was like five people or six people. All wow. the videos had like amazing levels of comedy chops that I expected from like a Beyond the Summit thing, and it was out yes. of nowhere. It was sick. yeah, it was like Beyond the Summit kind of uh, vibes. Yeah, and production. I thought the. Um, the evolution of crowds video that Stumpy and then did was really, really good too. Yeah. Oh, they put so much work into those. They put a yeah. ton of hours into those. Super high quality. Really good. Yeah, all the content's been insane, especially for the major. Like, the yeah. content was so good. And the I think the desk outdoors. Yeah. That, that one awesome. Space. Awesome. Oh, nice. God, so cool. Awesome. Yeah. When I made it look. I'm they're waiting outside the like... gate, and I hear teammates erupt. <laughs> 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 I'm just cracking. I'm almost in tears laughing so hard. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. (laughs) It made it seem legit, you know? Like, it wasn't just any old average esports broadcast that are all exactly the same. It made it, like, seem like it was its own thing and a a big thing that was worth watching for me. Was that on here that we were talking about that last time, Rizzo? Was it T-Base was on here? Or am I thinking of something else? Yeah, T-Base was on here last time. Yeah. I remember talking about that last time, and... I think it was his idea, so shout out to T-Bits for that. The, out, the outdoor it. thing? Yeah, that, that was his idea, apparently. Yeah, I think he did. Or at least he said, so. I, I do think the Sweden major was the, the split between actually, like, having comedy chops and stuff like that on, on the analyst desk. And because at the very start of the Sweden major, analysts were just, like, everybody was either, uh, like, would do both casting and an analysis. And there's some people who don't, want to be on the analyst desk or don't think they're good at it or anything like that and there's other people are and it was such a well-received production that we had like funniest moments of land video Mm -hmm. and half of it was bits by the analysts just saying stupid stuff on the analyst desk (laughs) and i think that really helped carry that kind of comedy forward as well yeah Uh, uh, props to psionics they like they really go for it with all this stuff they put a lot of like faith in the like mm. uh, the production team and the the casters and the players. Anyone who's going on, they're just like, yeah, they trust everybody to do a good job. So half of that stuff wouldn't happen if they were like a lot more safe and like, nah, mm-hmm. we just want to make a risk-free broadcast. It would just be so boring. So it's yeah, it's really the up to them. The Gregan on the Saturday and Sunday of the Spring Major, Gregan coming in as a coach, um, like during timeouts, that was purely 
the talent asking for something like that. And in the past, I think Sionic sort of just said no, but now they really trust the casters to know what the audience, what would work really well. And so that was not only did they like ask for certain things, but the casters even pushed back on, on other uh, elements of it to make it fully caster led. So the casters are often doing a lot towards uh, a good part of the production because they know what's going to look good. I feel like the model for like good content as well as good gameplay is CSGO. I think their like content between series is so good. I think it's levels above everything else. Like when they got players like making their dream teams like between series stuff like that. Like I think it's so like it keeps like I want to watch between series on CS:GO as well as the series. So right, right. Let fans be. and viewers get more invested in those individual players and those teams as well because you get a little bit more of their personality. Personality, just... yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll say which is part of the reason F1. I don't know if any of you watch F1. But Drive to Survive has like popped off in America, and now it's got like a massive American fan base now. Yeah, we need we need Fly to Survive the Rocket League documentary, <laughs> or LCS documentary. You go in like well, I would go you crazy, get shy in calls before LCS, like listening in. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that would well, actually be hype. We need somebody didn't to do Sonics that. Didn't a like documentary recently, and it was called something similar to Drive to Survive? Because I know, I know uh, the RL Esports team are big into. Uh, drive to survive and f1 as well as pretty much all the casters are as well so uh, i know they are inspired to do stuff like that that'd be pog well they, that's how a little bit of this stuff happened with like dignitas and nrg right they got they had documentaries i don't know was there one from the winter major i forgot i feel like there was something that was like was. named very similar and it was a bit of a documentary style for like maybe an oh yeah beyond the pitch it was called for like the um were those recent they were they were for the major. They did like behind the scenes stuff for oh, okay. NRG and Dignitas and stuff. Oh, I think I remember that. There okay. was also one that FaZe made on their own, which I watched. It was like seven minutes, but I, I it oh, was yeah, really yeah. good. It was like really was really well produced, and I don't think a lot of people saw it. Yeah, yeah, I see it. yeah I haven't seen it. It's good, worth watching. <laughs> um, by the way, Sonics is our Sonics Ian is in chat. Yeah, you guys do a great job. Please don't fire any of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I we, take back everything I said. We, we saw we saw him in here, so we had to give a few compliments before we get into our next topic here. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Wait, wait, what's the next topic? Oh no, nothing like that. Uh, just just no. before, okay, we, okay. before we move on to the like, to the oh, real oh, show. Next, the next the next segment. Why Sonic is a terrible company? That, that sounded so much worse than it was intended. <laughs> yeah. I now the next Ian topic. Where is Unreal Engine Five? <laughs> Somebody please tell me. To Ian, you have all the players parachute into the SoFi Stadium or whatever it's called at yeah, the beginning of the happen? show, and he he turned it down. Yeah, I think we did that, but the, the yeah, cameras Cheers, on, cheers on. to Ian. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, on me. Use the water. Um, Too early to drink. But for Ian's real, just a big whiskey fan. Uh, <laughs> next topic is just basically. NA regional, there was a lot of stuff that went down. Um, I have like also we'll get into like the you know EU coming up as well, but NA obviously already happened, so we'll talk about that first. First thing, uh, as we have shock here as well. To me, I was surprised at your placement. I thought you guys did fantastic. Fourth place finish um, has got to feel really good, but I wonder if like 
was that expected? Did you feel that confident with Hawkshire to get a fourth place? Yeah, no, no doubt. So kind of like the timeline, it was, this is very interesting. I guess some inside info. We basically got Hawkshire handed to us. Like X literally said, take him. Like mm-hmm. they, they wanted nothing to do with him. Um, and you know, we were very surprised cause we were in a rough spot. Obviously knows we had a very, we had a very rough winter split and you know, we were just looking to just regain in any way, make some sort of semblance of a good split for spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't expect to be able to get a player of the caliber of Hoxer. Uh, but like I said, except basically, you know, them, they didn't agree on who should be playing what position on the field. Um, Hoxer was playing a lot of third man on X set, um, was, you know, being really made to sit on defense and Hoxer does not like playing like that. And so they weren't really meshing. So they got someone else and then, you know, Hoxer, we tried out with them and we were crushing every scrim right off the go. Um, we played two off season tournaments that went extremely well. Uh, we, um, I forget the name of the first one, but we ended up going in we're in the finals of that we i think i i think the teams that were in it matter the most yeah 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 like so we yeah we were beating all of the teams that reside in like that six to ten range in north america um Mm -hmm. and we felt very confident off that obviously um but yeah obviously rlcs is much different than some sort of trade window tournament like yeah the pressure is not quite there it's not the same so but we kind of figured out that um, in Rocket League, it's better to have delusional confidence than no confidence at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got to be delusionally confident. Any team you play, these guys are terrible. We're much better than them. It doesn't matter who they are. And Wait, you just have to think like, that way. This sounds like Rise. You just call everyone shit and then they're shit. Like, yeah, how you no, that, that, it's genuinely correct. Like you, you respect them X, Y, Z out of the game. On the field, they're shit compared to you. Like that's no, just how you have to think. Yeah, exactly. So you just come in with that kind of confidence. Hold so, yeah. on, why don't that work in my ranked lobbies? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Hoxer and I have always meshed really well together. Experience playing before. Um, our styles just work. And Lion has really improved a lot this season. Um, he's really coming into his own. So yeah, we we expected to place around top six and then having an extra series past that. Definitely a bonus. Wait, but the bracket you ran into NRG, you knew that was going to happen. Well, yeah, you, yeah, we knew our bracket. That was your first yeah. match. You, you, yeah, first match, and then you saw V one. But what was your expectations of, with those two matches? To win. Both. Wow. <laughs> no, no, because you guys real. are just like it's so the confidence. Thing. They're, obviously, they're trash. I mean, you just said it. it but, part of it's uh, delusional confidence. <laughs> the other part of it is we're very confident against their styles of play. Are um, they washed though? Are are energy and no. V one washed? No, no, no. And energy obviously had like a lackluster performance, but by no means are they as individual players washed at all. Um, I, like I, I expect them to regain definitely. Like I don't think I they'll have another ninth through twelfth. I, Do I, they not make major? It's really tough. I think they definitely have a good shot, but you know ninth through twelfth is hard to overcome. It's happened in a few previous splits, but yeah, I mean I think they can for sure. Um, and then V one are not washed either. Those are good. Those are very good players too, and they just—they definitely—they weren't playing their best. I wouldn't say they were playing terrible, but not their best. But also, like I, like I said, like I think our style of play matches up very well with them. I, I also want to ask. You said that Lion Blaze has improved a lot. Like, in what ways has Lion Blaze improved, and how? Um. Well, I guess on the same topic, like his confidence in himself 
and his ability to outplay people um is his confidence has skyrocketed also his aggressiveness lion comes from a ones background um a defense heavy ones background and he was probably the most defensive player i've right. ever seen i it's, it's so much so that i don't know how it worked so defensive, I'm like, how is exactly this how is he saving that pitching it out of his yeah, neck? I, like what why okay but he's good at it so well done yeah <laughs> um but he um along with the confidence like we have a style where we're not trying to be on defense and we don't want to be relying on those kind of saves he is yeah he's ultra aggressive on the ball um off the ball he he definitely kind of fits more into like a third man role for us but like he it's because we try to give him space to work and like he is very talented on the ball and he's become a lot more confident in his ability against every player in the region to like, you know, be able to outplay them. So I'm so happy seeing the line blaze succeed. Yeah, I always knew yeah. he had it in him. Always knew. Always the potential, of course. Yeah. Um, so before you went into your matchup against like NRG, um I just know from like before, like usually you can get like kind of a you can kind of gauge other teams with how they're performing in scrims. Like obviously scrims don't mean any, uh everything like there's always the one-off result or whatever right. but did you did you know or see like energy like struggling in scrims and you were like oh this is like us 100 or was it fully blind confidence like yeah who cares like they're <laughs> <shook."> <laughs> um they actually we scrimmed them the week before um and we lost that scrim oh so yeah, you yeah. you oh yeah it makes sense you scrim you wouldn't wouldn't scrim them the week you're playing them that makes sense yeah no, we, we scrimmed them. It, well, I guess it was the week before the very start of that same week. It was one of the two, but not right next were to they, game. Were right. they bumping you a lot? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We were getting bumped a lot. Um, they they have, they have were practicing a style of bumping I really didn't understand. It, it's very, like, it was different than how other teams bump, at least in, in my experience. Like, they had one guy chasing you outside of the rotation while the other two tried to pay, play defense and then start a counterattack. And it wasn't how other teams normally bump. Usually it's within the rotation or it's when they have all the offensive pressure and the boost. That's when they'll break rotation. But it's like when we had possession in their half, would that have someone go take our corner and then chase us? And we were sitting there like, wow, that's kind of hard to play against. And But we're like, well, I guess we'll be ready for that, but I'm not sure they'll do it. Yeah. It's Did hard to do. Yeah, time. that's hard. It's hard, no. really hard to do it in the actual match. Did you quick that, though? That'd be me. If someone's chasing me in my half, you're getting spammed. No, we've <laughs> kind of embraced the bump meta. No, like we do not tilt at bumps. Like it, it's important not to. Like it, it's absolutely crucial to embrace the bump meta. Is not only part of the game, but a necessity. It, it is defenses are too good. Individuals are too good to not bump. Okay, so uh, throughout this week, did you end up scrimming Envy at all? Because there's no chance of you running into them. Uh, well, uh, I don't no, know about no chance. No. We hadn't scrimmed them with Alu. Do you guys you have like, that a, was... a team that you normally warm up against before tournaments? Like for us, we always warm up against Dig for tournaments. Do you have like a team like that? We don't we have do. a specific team, um, but we have a list of teams that we like to warm up against if they try to push our pace. Like they put like Oxygen's a great warm up team. Uh, Sonics like to try to dunk you a lot and like play fast. They're a good warm up team. Uh, yeah, we like teams that try to you know force you to play fast so you get your mechanics up to speed for the day. Did you think Envy's sixth place was uh, likely? Was that an expected finish or a better finish? Um, I thought 
Um, I think sixth was a bit better than I expected, but I wouldn't say like like terribly unprecedented. I think Alu is still very, very capable. He's a really good player and I, obviously missed injuries. I think that was a that was a shock to me. Like I did predictions before and I had them going like ninth, twelfth. Mm -hmm. Um, like that place. So like two rounds off. Because I just like the main thing is I haven't seen him play in three months. Like I don't yeah. I don't know. Like where am I gonna see him yeah. play? I Do you think I Good. I was gonna ask, do you think Turbo will come back to EU now? Or do you think he'll try and get another roster? I have no read. No read on that. I, I have no clue. I I don't know what he wants or I wouldn't even try to pretend to know. Uh I think Turbo can still play though. Like I think he's still good enough too. Well last time this happened to him when he got uh well when I think with Dignitas, it was Turbo, Yukio Panda, and if I'm not mistaken I think Turbo was, uh, you know, told Dig, well, it's me or, uh, well, it, it's one of us is leaving, so pick one. And they were like, okay, your bench then. So he was off the team, and then a lot of people were counting him out, but then he, like, dominated with Classics and Corrupted G. <laughs> yeah. Now, oh, yeah. The yeah. Reverend. He knocked the energy out of a tournament, and they were like, wait a minute. Or did they, if they didn't knock him out, they, I think they beat them. And then they were like, hold on, maybe we need to actually take a serious look at this guy. He's not washed. Maybe this is going to happen. He's going to pick up like two <laughs> random players, get them to RLCS, and every team will be like, wait, Turbo's, Turbo's <laughs> insane. We need to sign this guy. I feel like every, I feel like in terms of just uh, viewer base as well, even amongst players viewing other players, a lot of people end up being undervalued. Um, people are, you know, the inner workings of a team dynamic and a play style. You can look at replays from the outside all you want. You'll never understand it fully. Like, we understand, like, I guess for an example, like, SSG was on our half and bumping us and killing us, like, all game, like, in that series in the regional. We knew they'd do that, but like, and they're like, all right, this is how we're going to counter it, XYZ. It didn't matter, right? Like, it's it's about, it's a, that, 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 that thing that makes it click. You can't, you can't define really when you're watching and what how players and what they do by themselves to make that click also you can't just see by watching really so like i feel like every, a lot of not everyone a lot of people end up being undervalued for the things they do and then there's also overvaluation in other areas obviously mechanics like in terms of like people really like to see flashy stuff they yeah. like to see the the clip goals that gets overvalued mm -hmm. whereas you know um, usually, conventionally, the dirty work on plays yeah. to open up that space to make that clip happen. Yeah. <laughs> Get under. Uh, yeah, Rizzo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you tell I, him. I just remember Jaza, you know, we'd be like, what's Rizzo doing on this team? Well, you don't get any points for bumping. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. You tell him. <laughs> who's the most underrated player then? Who is, who's the most underrated player in... Well, NAEU world. Mm. NAEU world. Hmm. Who knows? I can't really speak. I can't. I would only confidently speak on that for NA because it's the people I play all the time because I haven't really uh -huh. played EU or, you know, any of the other parts of the world. So it's hard to say. But in NA, I don't think I can name one particularly most undervalued player. Um, but I would say that. Um, Give me a second. I feel like um, you've got a player like, I might say Toasty. Toasty is Toasty. extremely like fast to the ball. He is he is 
like I, I think it's like he's he's an irritant like around the ball and off the ball. He opens up a lot of space and his ability to just make your life difficult probably goes under the radar when you're watching because you you know LJ is going to get all the hype deservedly so, but he, he LJ is very talented. But like you don't see a lot of people don't see Toasty open up that space for him. Or you don't see Toasty just chase someone around the midfield a little bit, so LJ gets that extra half second to set up an interval. Like it, it it's so easy to miss. And that's like that's what you're talking about too, where those two have been teammates for a long time and they really gel and they get one another. And Toasty probably understands how he can enable LJ. And uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think definitely underrated. I think how major is it? that rises that player online and then at land he all of a sudden yeah. becomes lj you know like come on yeah. i think i was gonna say at major i think the most underrated player was kyle mm -hmm. i think uh, kyle was terrible underrated yeah he was so underrated underrated oh, going in but we all had him in our top 15 I the, think. the 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 thing about yeah we actually i still think people him, don't talk about him yeah about you guys yeah. did you guys you know why we, yeah yeah, but do you know why though? It's because Jan is that flashy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's the LJ, and then Kyle's the yeah. I feel like the average Rock League fan who isn't from Sam, like an EU or NA fan, they only have enough like brain power to compute <laughs> Furia, and then that brain power is all wait. It's not wasted, but it's all used up on Jan because yeah. he's yeah. So, like flashy. Johnny, you're they don't also have anything left. You, you know how it is. How MVPs just go to the people who score the most goals. So true. Jan, know, Jan is top five in the world, in my opinion. <laughs> Yan is crazy. literally top five in the world. He's crazy. Yan is top like... five. Wow. That's that's my T base opinion for the stream. Top five. I like that. I, I <laughs> like that. wrong. T base opinion. Yeah, but it's not wrong. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you say yeah. it isn't wrong. Where did we? I'm gonna find out where everybody put him. Where did people put Yan? I put Kyle 13. Bates put him 14. Yummy put him 14. Uh, Roldis and CJ didn't put Kyle in their top 15. Nice. Actually, Bates said Yan five, which is I, I forgot about that. Bates been fast, yeah. dude. Bates when I tell five. you, when I tell you, Yan was the hardest player we played against in the whole in the whole two weeks we were there. Like he actually was. We scrimmed them once. I think we got seven zero the first time we played them. Then we played them in the actual tournament, and he was just shitting on us. Like he is literally <laughs> like he was the best player we played at major. That's crazy. That's so cool to hear though. The uh, yeah, the, the rise yeah. never wrong reminded me. I tuned into the G2 broadcast and I caught the very end of one of their series. And then all I hear is teammates, like right when it unmutes, all I hear is teammates go, Say it with me, chat. I saw that one as well. Wasn't that right after they like beat uh, friends in game five or something? Yeah, yeah like, I think so. Why is he gloating about that? <laughs> they beat friends. They just like they barely scraped to win against friends and he's like, Popping off. I think he was just like <laughs> he was so just happy. He's going he nuts. Didn't... He was probably just so relieved that they didn't lose his first ever series that he watches him play. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> um, you know, wanna... he couldn't get that one. Sorry, That'd be embarrassing. <laughs> um, I wanted to circle back for just a second, wrap up what I was saying, because I know I've kind of dominated speaking for a little while. So I'm sorry about that. Oh, but, no, it's um... good. You'd be the number one person about this, I feel like, just by uh, thank you you. Know, the NA player here. Um. Exactly. I like um to start like energy v1 like um like the I, I guess like any team coming in with like delusional confidence um is like I said earlier is what you need and I'd definitely expect them to bounce back one uh and honestly v1 still got top six barely even need to bounce back it's still you know a good performance um and two like 
Um, I would say, I guess for anyone who watches RLCS, try to take a second to appreciate those players that you might that might end up being undervalued because they end up making Rocket League fun to watch because they make those things that might be overvaluable overvalued uh, available to those players. So try to um, appreciate they read all that. The comments as well. So Shock saying basically to everyone watching Shock is saying appreciate him more. Appreciate not Shock me, more. Not appreciate me. Not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> doesn't matter what you think about me we all, we all know shock is the hard carry so <laughs> yeah i got you guys deciphered me no it's true those those uh, undervalued players are usually the ones who are getting the most hate so yeah. not that yep. not that i would know or anything <laughs> <laughs> not that i go i would go to reddit and look at a few things or anything you also had the sure buff, so did, did you go to reddit do you guys too. go to reddit and you control f your username you just go after. Yeah. I, did, I yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would do that. that <laughs> Rise is garbage. Yeah, all F4. Goodbye. Not reading. No, sometime. <laughs> no, I, I saw in Twitch chat uh, the other day from one of the series that we're playing because um, I went to look at one of the games. Oh no, not Twitch chat. No, it's it's rough. Um, I I literally I. I had just previously bumped someone in a play and then called it a goal earlier in that game. And like then later we got scored on some defensive sequence that I'm not even sure was entirely my fault. And I, the first thing I see in Twitch chat, shock is a crutch. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> I swear we're doing well this regional. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I could have sworn it. But I, I no, people are, the Twitch chat's ruthless. So is Twitch chat the worst? Is that the one to absolutely not look at? Yeah, I think so. 100%. They yeah. also, Twitch chat will immediately well, go for how you look on your face cam too. <laughs> uh, oh, I actually oh always have Twitch chat open and I always have, anytime I've casted anything, I always have Twitch chat open. And I've, I've read many, many comments who do not like me at all. And I just find it funny. I don't know. I, I just yeah. think it's funny. So I, I kind of like enjoy it because I just see it fly I, by. It's like somebody being like, because there's so many comments, people just like sneak it in there. I'm like, oh, I saw yeah. that one. Yeah, no, <laughs> like I saw that one. Seconds. I saw it. Like, well, like that's that's pretty funny. And then you know, just continue. It's sometimes useful. It sometimes closed. you don't notice something in Twitch chat if they're all spamming it. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, that that's uh, that's happening in the broadcast because we can't hear online everything that the chat can hear. Yeah, I keep it closer, and and Hootie Who knows this too. Uh, for me, one one like really negative comment, if it like hits the right nerve, will will send me. You know, because everybody has like, a, oh, I'm bad at this. If they hit the right thing, it'll send me down. Or more commonly nowadays, when I see stuff in chat when I'm commentating, like maybe a charity tournament or something. I want to argue with them. So yeah, it ends really? up just being the worst. It, it sends my mind in a different direction. No way. I, I, that's so interesting because uh, yeah, we, I know it's not for everybody, but I, I love it personally. I love it. I think yeah. it's so funny to me. But I I also if somebody said that if a caster told me they're bothered by it, I'd be like close it, close it. If it bothers you, close it's it, way you know? better now that people aren't like constantly pooing on the casters because the casters are good. So I think it's much more handleable. Yeah, no, it's great. No, nobody's nobody can control F any caster's username. It's just nothing. <laughs> Dead. No, nobody cares. It's a good thing. For me, if right. I see one more comment saying "look at like look like Ed Sheeran," which I absolutely do not, it's not even close. <laughs> I'm gonna go over the deep end. I'm, I'm gonna go over the deep end. No, no, I I look you look up a picture of Ed Sheeran. No, I get this in stream all the time. You look up a picture of Ed Sheeran and you look at me and they're nothing similar and. 
I'm putting my foot down on that. Never again. You're both super pale. You've both got slightly red. Well, you, he's got very red it, hair. It's just, yeah, it's the, literally just the hair the color. Slight beard. The hair. And, and the that's a no. bit of a rounded face. That's really well. like me. I'm it, not going to lie. I, you do look like him. There goes Johnny pushing the agenda. I'm not going to lie to you. Just be honest. Johnny, you just convinced this Twitch shot. Johnny, I know. Next time you cast. I'm sorry, man. Next time you cast the ghost series start like working in ed sheeran lyrics no way. no no no, no, no. Yeah. oh I my god you. i wouldn't forgive you i promise i wouldn't forgive you i promise oh that's that's <laughs> no need your forgiveness anyone who can do that it's stacks stacks could do that 100 <laughs> percent that's a master that. of, like puns hey oh by the way anybody doesn't know dazzer and snuck in oh, yeah. say hello to oh, dazzer Daz. yo i'll get him on camera yeah, shock, shock does have a lot of bad habits that's the that's for sure <laughs> stop bro stop you've just yeah, had to look at really no one knows that channel i did no one to look at he's the most listened to on spotify isn't he? he's, he's number one yeah, like, I I you, the songs. Yeah. yes the shape heard... of you there has to be a pun there somewhere yeah i was thinking as soon as you said it, i was thinking but no i'm not and i'm not looking up at you i'm not letting that be in my search history <laughs> really what's wrong with that it sure gives a lot of love to the UK hip hop scene. Come on, you got to you, you got to respect. True. I mean, he's done like two songs with Stormzy. Not not really. Nah, he's, Wait, he? he's collab. He's collab with loads of people. Really? Yeah. Oh well. I'll, you I'll, can tell I don't listen. I'll tell you. I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell you off stream. So we'll figure it out. I guess it's the UK drill playlist by Rizx. It was weird. Why, why buy Rizx? Like, why would you ask Rizx of all people? Ask I'm right Rizek. here, bro. I'm right here. I'll send you a bag. I didn't ask. Listen, <laughs> yeah, right. I, did, I, I didn't ask him for one. He was just asking me how much you know, like UK Drill I listened to. I was like, I only got like two songs. So he sent me a playlist. See, he, he's taking the go. initiative here, right? Can you, send, can you send me that playlist so I can find out yeah. if Rizx is valid? Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's not all UK artists either, so. Good, good. Diversity. I've actually given him artists to add to this playlist. Nice ghost hoodie. Love to see that. You're, you're, you can't buy this anywhere, by the way. No, you cannot. It's exclusive. That's right. I don't even have it. I'm on the I'm on the org. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so exclusive. Oh, Rizzo, I didn't realize something you've written in here. So are G2 confirmed for wildcard now? Yeah, G two G two got wildcard when they all they had to do is outplace SSG to like the grand finals because SSG got to the grand finals too. So they ended up having to beat them, but mm. eventually, like once they were in top six, I think they had to outplace SSG. Wow. I, I don't G2. understand how G two are so good. Why? That they, they just they, you like this is a kind of extending on what i said earlier about how you can know how a team works and still not be able to beat them and like g2 is a team that you can fundamentally very easily understand they do a style like that makes sense and but and you, and you you think in your head yeah i can counter that and then all of a sudden chicago is chasing you atomic has eight separate confusing touches in one play and jnaps is slotting it top top shelf and you're like well I guess I, I mean, I, I felt prepared at least. And it just, it, mm -hmm. it ends up not mattering. So, I mean, their dominance and what we've seen from them, and honestly, SSG are playing really, really good too. It's just like G2, sometimes they genuinely do look and feel unbeatable. I can't describe like how playing against them makes you always feel under pressure, even if they're not next to you on the field. 
Rise, what's it like to beat G2 in a series of shotgun under sand? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> pretty light work. I gotta go, guys. Kafafel in game seven. Uh, other other times, it's hard, but you know. Yeah, you know, we we should have won the series in game six. We trolled game six of the first series so hard. We were up like ten seconds left, and then we conceded a kickoff goal. Kickoff goal, you say? Sounds kind of cringe, if you ask me. Yeah, why are you being cringe? In a private match? Imagine trying on stage. Embarrassing, honestly. Well, speaking of G2, um, how many of you guys think they can maintain the momentum? They've won the major, they won a regional. Do they go back to back to back? Well, I, no. I think it doesn't matter if they go back to back to back if they just do like top two, top three each time and and take that momentum. Like you would, they, you, they're you doing would it still at the right count time that as the momentum. end of the season, right? Yeah, yeah. you would still count like, like a top two, top three as their momentum still going. You'd be, eh. you'd give I don't think they would though. I don't think they would. I think top I three think is iffy. I think being in a grand final and maybe they lose to a team that's playing absolutely out of their yeah. minds. I don't think that'd kill their momentum to themselves. I'd say top three might be a bit. If it wouldn't kill them, but like if they got split in the last split, come in first, second, and first, like really kind of annoyed us that we didn't win all three. So I'm sure for them it'd be like the same. Yeah, I mean, if they, if they get bracket reset and lose, they, that could be a momentum killer. If they lose twice in a row, yeah, that would, that could... would maybe like, yeah, that would be especially annoying. It could be annoying not to win, but at the same time, that didn't kill your guys' momentum going into the major at all, did it? No, it didn't kill our momentum, but it's like, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like, we could have won all three type thing. <laughs> of course. But, I, don't, yeah. I don't think they care, to be honest. Like, I think as long as they make the major, like, that's that's where they care. Because yeah. even Chicago said it in their interview. He was like, no one cares if you win regionals. Like, they only care, like, how you do right. in the majors. Oh, they celebrated pretty hard in the face games when they won that regional. <laughs> I mean, you're still... They're, uh, they're going to be happy. Yeah, they're, they're going to feel really good, but... I can't. I couldn't because tell that... you who even won like the first six NA regionals, and I watched them all. Mm -hmm. It's like I know Energy won one, Phase won one, and then Phase but Energy G two big uh, celebration there because that's Energy G two V one. That's Nailed getting it. them way closer to the major, so it's got to be. I think some more money. Like, you can't forget about the money as well. Yeah, I think the hype is in the security that okay, we just put ourselves in such a good spot to make the major. We're chilling. Like yeah. winning a regional almost secures you at yeah. Up front, so. I find it really odd, like I understand it, but I find it really odd how they secured Worlds, but they're not secured the next major. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it's well, right now, for NA, there are seven teams going to Worlds. Three to the wildcard, four to the top 16 automatically. So mm -hmm. that's how they've made it in. That basically means, if they've secured wildcard, that it is not possible for NA to lose enough spots for Worlds for G2 to not get one of them. Like They're yeah. so far ahead of so many other NA teams, there are not enough NA teams can pass them. In the Keep in events. mind that there's only two 100% confirmed invites for NA at the moment, so they might be mm -hmm. even more easily in than that. So I don't really yeah. get how it works, to be honest. Like, what? NA has two guaranteed world spots. EU has one, I think, right now. Yeah. Uh -huh. So really, they, well, two, guaranteed. two guaranteed extra world spots, yeah, right? Yeah, the, the wild card yeah. spots are fixed. Like, no matter what happens, there will yeah. be three European teams and three NA teams at the wild card. But like which teams they are, whether it's like you know four or five six, or is it three four five, 
depends on how many EU and NA teams. So how many, to EU, like, how many people, how many spots the EU have like right now? Confirmed, right, the EU one. has one extra spot. But most likely well, they'll have four total. Yeah. Three or four, yeah. I was depends 20, on how well, like if you're uh, well, yeah, out of 24, EU right now has six. NA has seven. Wait, they have uh, six? I, I, I thought they had four. Yeah, I don't know how Well, I'm so talking wildcard as well, including wildcard. Wild card. Wild so card how, card how many do we have, like, guaranteed not having to play in the wildcard? One. Like, one. I think one, but, like, two is almost... Two is almost three certain. Three is still e likely. Yeah, EU's second best team at London would have to do super badly to, you know, basically four EU teams would have to be out before top six at London for EU's second best team to not automatically qualify for Worlds as well. Something like that. Yep. It's like, super likely that two will get in. Probably three. Yeah. Dude, four is, really four is on the cusp, though. Four is right now tied with Sam number one, which is probably going to be Furia. Um, and so Mina's, how... right? Well, Mina are off the pace mm -hmm. because they didn't play the second yeah. major. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they're the just a tiny bit behind Sam, right? Cause... Well, right now, it's, it's eighth equal is South America and EU's fourth best team. Mm -hmm. And then after that is OCE number one. Oh, uh, okay, okay. But those are pretty close. Like, they're close point totals, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They're, they're all going to be fighting. Like, Mina, OCE, Sam, EU, even NA. Like, uh, fourth best team yeah. isn't, like, out of the water yet. They're all going to be fighting for world spots. And the funny thing is that the teams who are fighting for that world spot probably won't be the one that's getting it. It'll be, like, somebody back home <laughs> who's not even at the major doing a watch party. Right. Praying for the team to win, so that'll be really, really <laughs> yeah, funny to watch. This I party. mean, if we don't make London. We're gonna be like praying that like BDS and these teams like. Win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you really want to root flat. for your region. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. I That's mean... why NA versus EU is so cool now. Yeah. So like for us, like a ghost, like you know, our shot at making like the wild card is an outside shot. One, we have to make this major, first of all. Mm -hmm. Um. Second of all, we need like envy or complexity to do really bad. The next two well, regionals. Um, well, Envy got <laughs> top six, and that, and that, they really need to bomb out, and then we would need to do well at the major as well, and then we can maybe get a wild card spot. It's going to be really close. Or, or the other scenario is that we just pass eighth, which, you know, if we made the major, we would do automatically. Um, and then NA gets that extra, like, five guaranteed spots, oh, and then the five, three, five which is, basically is, is out of the picture. <laughs> Five, five is, is tough. Five is extremely unlikely. The reason five is tough is because NA's fifth best team at the Fall Major yeah. and the Winter Major both performed pretty badly. So the right, average exactly. for NA's fifth best team at all majors will yeah. probably be outside the top eight. We, and the we best are expecting that to be the case. Yeah. Is, is top six. So, like, I yeah. don't think it's even possible. It's, like, almost impossible. Like, really close yeah. to being impossible. I am all, sad all that you... Mina didn't get, like, pretty much a confirmed spot. Like, you know, assumedly maybe a top six at, at LA, and they would have they would have been uh, even above NA4, I think. So, and, and EU3, they could have been, like, in that sixth position. They could still do it, though. I mean, Falcons mm -hmm. just won their seventh regional event in a row. That's the former of Sandler That's Gaming. so They've, crazy. They're the only team who have won every regional that has yep. been played in the region. And I keep saying this every time I'm on the podcast, like, Mina's scary. Like, the, there's some really killer teams in there that they're beating every time. Yeah. And it, does, it, it doesn't stop. Like, it's not just win. a free region. They had to play against Senzo in the final of this one, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Veloce, right? Yeah, Veloce yeah. is Senzo's new team with Twiz and SNW. Twiz and SNW are two players who are part of the roster that first took a series off 
Stand Rock Gaming ever. Well, they were the first impressive. Middle East team. Yeah, yeah, it was SMW Twist Impressive. They were the first Middle Eastern team, uh, just about a year and a half ago, to ever beat Stand Rock Gaming in a series. And now they're still like top tier to this day, playing with Senzo. So yeah, they're legit, <laughs> but they can't win a regional against uh, Falcons. Well, it's not even one. Give them. I think they'll win one. You think that they're going to lose one region? I don't know how they just keep winning. Like, is there no point where they're just going to be like... I mean, the region is like... I'd say there's like six, like, good, like, top tier... Yeah, there's um, six, I agree. ...teams. And then the rest are like, really... Like, I, I think it's Sandrock, the sort of five others, and then everyone else, like, all the way down here. I still think they're like... Because obviously they've competed against EU teams for, what, three years now-ish? Two, yeah. three years? So, like, they've sort of got that kind of boost on these teams. Like, they're, like, a year ahead or something, it feels like. Yeah. Still, though, if there's, like, five other good teams, I mean, if every regional in NA was only the top six teams, you wouldn't expect one team to win all seven, or every regional. There's still, like, good... There's I don't know. What do you think, Rise? You play against these guys in rank, like, Twiz, SMW... Oh, they're, they're really good players. I've never played... Like, I've played Ultimates in threes, which is Am's team. Am's, Mossin, and uh, Zezonix. Yeah, yeah. We, they warmed us up for quite a few events last split. Um, they're a pretty good team, but I, they're not on Sandrox level um, in threes. And I, I, even though they're good teams, they're not on their level yet, but they, they will be soon, but right now, I don't think they are. I'm I'm stoked to see where two n number two from uh, Mina stack up against OC and Sam in the wild card because that's going to be uh, kind of crazy and and should show the world how good Mina is. Well, imagine Mina two makes it through the wild card into the main wor event at Worlds. Suddenly, Sandrock or now Falcons winning every event looks so much better. Looks spectacular. Oh, yeah. yeah, it looks crazy good. I think Mina out. two will. Uh, uh, I guess there's the, like the lack of experience that that might. Cost they could. Them. I think they could do it. It's. it's I think they probably will because wildcards sixteen teams right and it's Swiss and it's yeah, sort eight of teams qualify. So there's going to be three teams from EU, three from. To NA, be honest, so I feel like all all the NA and EU teams should make it because it's like the South African teams right. It's Sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah, two Sub-Saharan Africa, two APAC, two OCE, two SAM, two MENA. You would expect all the. Sub-Saharan Africa and A-back teams to lose, in my opinion. I feel like those teams, like, yeah, they, they, like there's nothing they can really do, like, because they're they're literally five years behind everyone else. But it's also Swiss, so you're gonna end up 100% having EU versus EU round five, so it'll be fine. <laughs> I think they'll. Oh, whoa! Oh, 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 you good? You want to talk about it? You good? Who was that? Yeah, I just cut out for a second. Yeah. Yeah, is my internet back? Can you hear me? Yeah, no, you're back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, ah, uh, what, what was I gonna say now? What was I gonna say? Uh, I, I think you said they're five years behind. I, they're not, I don't think they're gonna take like that long to actually catch up, though. Yeah. Oh Obviously, no, no, no. I, mean, I, I think they'll be. Yeah, for, I think they'll, they'll be pretty competitive by like next year. Maybe a little bit it's, more. It's like it's like next couple of years. Yeah, they're yeah. they started five years behind, but obviously they're in current meta, so it's. But they took like, they took a game off phase at their second event, and that was not even the best team in APAC. The that was a team who on the day beat the best team in APAC, and they beat they beat phase in a game. Actually, only lost by one goal in two other games. I I was very confused by that series. I thought phase were going to destroy them, but then it was closer until the fourth game. They weren't even the second best team of APAC technically. 
Yeah, they were third in the rankings, but they yeah they just got in because the second best team were like, we can't go. <laughs> Crazy story. APAC North, by the way, looking really good this split. Is that what? What, what, what changes? Okay, so Kanra is out from Tokyo Verde, and Kanra was completely useless for them. Uh, and Sigums is in. So Sig, who is an American oh. living in Japan, who's actually, like, very good, was was on the team with Doomsy. Um, he's a very good player, and... Also, they have, and he's played well from third man, and they've brought in, uh, they're now using uh, English comms, obviously. And funnily enough, uh, Realize always says that English comms are better than Japanese comms because Japanese comms take too long to actually get what you've put across. <laughs> really? Uh, so, really? yeah, it's a, it's a big change up there, and they think that's going to also help them out. But on the same note, Nimpt brought in Maru, who we all know from the first split, and Maru is incredibly pog. He managed to, uh, in the last split, carry two basically nobodies into the top six by himself, dragging them, and he looked good doing it. Um, so Nimpt looked really good, and that was the team that came second but didn't go overseas or didn't play in the playoffs. And then also... Number three, the uh, detonator dropped all picks uh, because all he is is a demo machine <laughs> and picked up Lunatic, who uh, is their only basically 15-year-old mech kid. Uh, all the rest of them are like 25 years old, but he's he's a young mech guy. So so if they made uh, a super team, are they good? Like if APEC North made a super team? I don't think they'll necessarily perform better. I think... I think they're less likely to make the major without all picks, but they to be a better team during the regionals. Okay. Interesting, interesting. Mm. That's happening this weekend, right? In APAC North. Yeah, this next weekend. Yeah. APAC South is way is way different. I think the quality at the top is no longer is is not there. Um, but they've got like six to seven, maybe even eight teams that are all competing at like just a step behind APAC North right now. So I think uh, Rise's timeline of like maybe two years helps uh, helps them because they've got a lot a lot of depth where they are and they'll be fighting each other really hard. Yeah, it's nice to be a pro before the the Asian countries just completely. Oh yeah, they'll dominate us in <laughs> half a decade. We're all, yeah. we're all chalked at that point. Tired. Me and Shock on the desk. Like. Yeah. Exactly. Me and Shark on the desk. <laughs> well, they're hugely disadvantaged because they don't have a, like, they can't play ranked. Like, if OCE is bad in terms of its population of ranked at the very top, uh, APAC is, is just completely dead. They they come and play on the OCE right. servers on 120 ping. Ranked is an underrated way to improve. Like, not in the sense that, like, it's going to make you some sort of god, but, like, ranked, ranked can really test you to try to be ready for so many variety of circumstances in the game like it make it keeps you thinking on your feet and it keeps your mechanics warm and like not having that available to you because you're in a region with doesn't have a huge player base is really unfortunate because like it's just so hard like it, at least like those media guys can qe you sometimes it's on higher ping but still it's something where you get those reps but like it, it must be so hard to improve where your only source of improvement is coming from your other peers in that same region with that same cap yeah you can't even play when you want like, <laughs> right. like okay i have yeah. like extra yeah. time here i have you an extra hour yeah. i mean apparently can't find a game i mean middle eastern servers like don't work like they literally don't work is what i've heard from a lot of people yeah like, they they prefer to play on eu servers because they're more consistent connections 
Mm -hmm. Middle East, uh, the Middle East servers for RLCS are better. Uh, so they yeah, use dedicated, ones, yeah. dedicated servers, so they don't have that problem. Also, hi, Sathu. How's it going, mate? Welcome. Good. good. Hello, lads. It's good. What's look, good? What's look, good? Look at Popovich. Yeah, Popovich is here. No, no, actually, with the, the rank thing, though, fully agree, because this is like, this is the first season, and I don't know how long that we actually got Jane apps playing twos again. Huge. <laughs> Massive. It's, Dude, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I queued into him today. I was playing threes, though. Sorry to yeah, break yeah, out your bubble. Yeah. Me too. I queued into hey, him today. He's playing with Perch Peach. Wait, was he actually? Yeah. <laughs> oh my I was God. like, holy shit, what a throwback. That's what JNAP's dad told me this right after they they won. I was talking to him briefly when, when you guys won the major. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing he told me. He's like, this is awesome because he's, you know, he, the team, he really loves the team and it's motivated him uh, to play ranked again. And it's, they, they've been telling him, like, you got to keep practicing. You got to keep on <laughs> grinding. And he was like, I know, but man, my motivation is just not there. But now he's back, so. Long live Jane. Long, Long live Jane. <laughs> Long live I the king. Um, ranked can make you feel like sometimes, like uh, if you're really trying to like take it seriously and improve while you're playing ranked, um, which is obviously preferable. Like sometimes you're just gonna end up like losing a bunch of ranked games in a row. Like maybe it's like unbalanced teams or yeah. you know some other circumstance. And you just you, you feel like you're the worst player in in your region. Like you're just like there's there's no way that. Billy Bob 42 just flip reset on me. <laughs> like, have you, have you been seeing Arsenal sweets about ranked? Uh, I, I, Every yeah. day with that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He's not enjoying ranked. I mean, was it on here that before we started, he was like telling his teammate to lock in or something? I swear that was on here last time. Arsenal was like, he, I think the guy was called Doo Doo Fart. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, oh, yeah, I get that guy. Yeah, yeah he was, he was yeah, playing. I get that guy on my team. Yeah, yeah Dudu Fart comes in my chat all the time too. He's <laughs> probably grinding like, right now. Lock in. He's, like, He's grinding. Wait, yeah. What happens when like he eventually becomes pro? Dudu Fart. There's no way they're letting Dudu Fart yeah. on stage. <laughs> no, you gotta change that, bro. I'd love He's, it. He's gonna change his name to DDF. He'll be a zombie poop truck situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, no one will know. You gotta know to know. <laughs> well, the, the player in uh, the player in Apac North called Popo used to be called Poop Sam, so. Oh my god, I love his lore. Holy, <laughs> oh, where we're predicting it like two years down the line, DDF is gonna rise into the scene. <laughs> <laughs> new rebrand, new start. By the yeah. way, for for you two players, how much how much do you scrim like on a daily basis? Um, it depends. Uh, normally two times a day is what we we do. Do you yeah. do you ever feel like people should be scrimming way more? Like there there should be more hours in actual scrim practice. People, especially people if people aren't playing ranked. I mean, part of your job as a pro is to like improve and you're not going to do that by just playing scrims. It's yeah. like you need a mixture of the brain dead ranked mindset and also like having an actual structure in a team. Um, but I think games like people are like, well, league pros scrim five hours a day and CS pros scrim like four or five yeah. hours a day. Yeah. yeah. Like it's crazy. People are like, why don't rock any players do this? It's because the game is literally just, you're fully focused for five minutes. If you stop focusing for two seconds, you're going to concede. Like you have to be like 
it is it is actually like a mental very draining yeah it's not a chill yeah. those, game. those games just... last a lot longer too right yeah, yeah it's like 45 minutes for a league game sometimes yeah i've thought they about big, this a big, lot big big breaks with like this setup but like setting up those games often takes a lot of time or like there's bigger like natural breaks in games yeah. like csgo and league when you're i dead, mean like, you're just, like league is like I yeah you're dead in csgo it's like the whole round you're just chilling league like, like half the time you're, you're running, running back and forth yeah, yeah exactly you're, my, my... you're pinging your top lane because you died again like there's so much like <laughs> It's so much like shit going on in league. Rock leagues, I think it's more like a sport than a lot of other esports because how many yeah. like if if anyone's played even like for a high school sports team, how many like just practice games do you do? You don't do that many practice games. You're usually practicing right. drills or like you're doing yeah. like a lot of fitness training. So yeah. it's never like oh we need to do more practice games or else we're gonna lose our game this weekend. That's like only like maybe a one or two like a week. I, I think it like goes training every day. I think the comparison goes even further than that. You literally can't practice football for eight hours a day because yeah. your body yeah. will be wrecked. So similar in Rocket League. However, I've always wanted to find like a team who's wanting to like scrim and do two sessions, like a two-hour session at midday and a two-hour session at 6 p.m. or something <clears throat> like that. Didn't it heroic say to do something like that? Did it? It's not working, but... It is brutal. Three out of the regional or yeah. the qualifier. That's a bad example. <laughs> I completely missed what just happened. No, you're right. Though, you're right. Yeah. I, I, right. They do that, right? Like they don't. Yeah. Know, I six don't hours know. or something like that. Wait. Seriously, I maybe I didn't hear that the first time. You say they scrim six hours a day. I was that. Can anyone? Any I don't I, any I vouchers? Don't any no idea. Because no. <laughs> I, I actually missed it. Which team? Heroic. 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 Is that was that an insult that you had to ask? Or were you just like roasting them right there? Is a serious question. Me? Yeah, shock. He's like, who who is that again? No, he wasn't looking for an answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's that, Six hours is too much. That would make you hate the game. That, 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 yeah. I, I might have overstated yeah. that. There's a, there's a few teams that like I they treat it. as soon as you treat Rocket League like a job, you're finished. Like you're yeah. gonna hate yourself. You're gonna hate the game. You're gonna get on every day and be like. Fuck, man, I gotta play this shit game. I gotta do <laughs> fart every day, bro. Six yeah. hours for doo fart. Yeah, yeah. Six you, hours versus doo doo fart. Like, you, just, uh, you just don't wanna play. There's a certain aspect to the having fun mentality that's important. It's not everything, but it's certainly a big factor. You have to love the game to play well, straight up. That's why when people ask, should, should pros practice ones, I'm like, yes, if they enjoy it. Yeah. They don't. That's my same answer I give on stream. It's probably useful, but if you're hating every second of it, then no, yeah. don't. don't <laughs> yeah. do it. it depends on the person as well. Because when I play ones, I bring like terrible habits into threes. But like, yeah. that's for me as a pro already. But for like someone coming up, yeah, ones is probably like the best thing for improvement, honestly. It, yeah, some people I'm like, oh yeah, this guy should play better ones. But like some other players, they don't really have to. They've like already been there, done that. Yeah. Some players. That's skip what that I've always. Part noticed with um there's all there's always a bunch of players like astral and Chosset and so i'm using some eu examples that are like i play best when i have the least number of hours or i don't play ranked and i think they are the type of players that take a ranked mentality into the tournament like they play differently but can't uh context switch easily however it's always seemed to unfortunately catch up on on those guys at the same time that they'll i think it does eventually mind. like lack of hours it does it'll catch up with anyone no matter how talented they are but if they it, it's it, i think it's about the mentality some people are playing ranked to win the rank game some mm -hmm. pros are playing ranked to win the rank game and sit rank one in the leaderboard to sit top 10 but some players are like i'm just going to go in and 
working my flip resets in rank today and they know it's stupid and they're probably just not going to score or even make good plays half the time but they're still just going in with that mentality to learn so they're getting something out of it even if they lose yeah i think the idea of like playing better on low hours it's wrong it's like like you said like they're on low hours because they don't like to do anything outside of scrims whereas like yeah i mean that's reasonable again if you're not having fun and you're really just hating your time on the game then you shouldn't but there's other ways you can fill your time and just be like yeah i just i play better on lower hours like no uh, everyone uh, plays better on higher I mean, there's too mm -hmm. many hours that's, kind of, that's, kind of, that's not true no, everyone I has understand. their everyone has their like peak number of hours i feel like and it's different for everyone that you can't convince me 40 hours past two can be peak for anyone genuinely like, i mean it I, honestly uh, atomic you know atomic luminosity the, yes the, the, he if you put him on 90 hours, he will not be as good as he is on 35. Sure, but he's probably better <laughs> in 60. Exactly. That's what I mean. Everyone has, like, Justin was talking about this on the stream of the day. Like, everyone has their, like, this is too much. This is this is too little. Like, you have to have, like, a solid number. And I feel like it's different for... It surely everyone. is different, but I feel like the range is concise. Like, there's, like, 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 th this is a craft that, like... You, you don't play for like two days and you feel like a bot for like the mm -hmm. next three days on this game and like to say that like you know somehow 30 or 40 hours past two yeah it might feel better than you know 90 or 80 but i i for me personally i can't be convinced that like someone's limit like physically and mentally like we've seen people undertake much heavier workloads there's no like i don't know i just i can't believe there's a way where 60 hours past two is worse than 35. Or something like that like i i can't believe it yeah, i think it honestly low. i think it depends on how much people like people who are coming into the scene so like new pros i think when they're coming into the scene like, it depends on how much they've played to get to that point like i feel like people always improve at different rates so it's like some people will be like better on 50 than someone else on like 70. Sure, but that's still like that concise range that I'm talking about. Like my, my argument isn't that I, I agree that there's different levels of hours that are better for different players. Some people might really enjoy 90. I don't like 90. I like 70. But there's a point where it's too low and there's no yeah. justifying it. Like like that's what I'm saying. Once you start getting into that like 40 and lower past two weeks, like there, there's no justifying it as a job, in my opinion. Like it, it just doesn't work properly. You're going to just stream hours at that point. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I, I'm not going to say how many hours I'm on right now because it is below 40, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we, we agree, know, but we're talking we about two different things. If you lose time. this weekend, Rise, then you've just set yourself up for disaster, man. Blame me. As, long, as long as you're feeling good, that's all that matters. And he, can, he can still play great, but the question is, can, could he have played a little bit better? That's the only difference. Uh, like, mm. It's not like he's probably going to play terrible. He's got less than this many hours. It's more like, was there room for maybe even a better... Like a like a bigger peak, etc. It's like uh -oh. my argument. He's given the, the red team that had won every Apex South until this one. Gladiators. Uh, one of their players had five hours in the last two weeks, and then zero <laughs> hours in the previous Burp. two weeks. So <laughs> wait, wow. and, and did he? Wait, you said he won. They came. No, they won every regional oh, until this one. Yeah. Oh, I need five so hours past real? two. Yeah, I mean, did you was say there, was there a reason? That's sus. Like, why five? Uh, I think his PC was broken for a bit. And That's then, either, yeah. I don't know. I Again, he couldn't play ranked. And 
maybe a motivation thing. I'm not sure. I haven't. I didn't get to actually like specifically talk to him other than like in a Twitch chat. <laughs> yeah. Um, Five hours. Well, I'm I'm gonna shift this one a bit away from the hours here. We're gonna kind of. Li- I guess. Uh, well, NA got to do it. Um, EU hasn't yet, so I guess we'll get Rise's thoughts on it. But I wanted to know how everybody feels about double limb as a format because a lot of people actually complain about the last one and so they threw the most basic one at you now see if you can mm-hmm. complain on this one i i don't mind like honestly like it's gonna punish you if you do bad it's gonna reward you if you do well like two series wins is top six yeah. everyone who loses are gonna complain about the format everyone who wins isn't they're gonna love the format it's it's the same with everything honestly you just gotta sort of play what's in front of you and win that's honestly what you can do. Just win. I'll simply I, take I think it's win. also like more obviously punishing. Like it's very obvious who you're going to face and whatnot. Whether, you know, the difference between a second or third seed going in the lower bracket puts so many times where you'd end up being against a crazy team who underperformed the previous day against the second best team of that group rather than the unlikely chance of say number one seed in the tournament losing to the number 16 seed it was the number two one seed losing to the number four seed and now you have to verse the number one seed because of that there's also less of a like difference like in this winter split format it was it was it for some teams more forgiving because you've lost twice in groups but you're still in for other teams, it's more punishing because you lose once in groups and now you're in lower, lower round one. So it's very punishing for the teams who come second in groups. The first and third is pretty good. So that like that's why some people, I think, didn't like it. But this one is very like, okay, you lose, you've got to go lower bracket. Everybody. Yeah. Very so standard. For everyone. So yeah. at least in that sense, I think less people are going to complain because it's very consistent. There's no, no situations where a team go 2-1 in groups lose a tiebreaker in overtime and then they're lower round one and the team that beat them is like upper round whatever mm-hmm. uh, upper semis so i think i think less people will complain but players I, might be at the I, end of this split players might be like this is the worst farmer of all time i would like this. your guys opinion on this like because uh, i feel like my opinion is is strong but mm. i said it at the wrong time when i was losing so everyone just roasted <laughs> me and said yeah that's right <laughs> you say yeah that's value. right yeah. Uh, <laughs> um so like this the just win mentality feels like the right thing you should be thinking as a player but the wrong thing you should be thinking as someone to make a format better like any format that places extreme value and importance on what your seed is i feel like is a worse format than one that minimizes but still respects what a seed should be able to do for you like mm-hmm. a swiss format um like minimizes the effect that a seed has on your ability like minimizes but still respects it like as a seed you're still going to get tie break advantages and initial round advantages but like at the end of the day you have a big sample size of series to make things you know you, you, the best teams are pr- most likely um going to get through whereas like you know formats like the groups which kind of even though second and third for some reason get placed in the same spot in the bracket like in that winter group format like in the second part and then double elim where you only have two lives so really like really amplifies how a seed like impacts who you're playing and when um so like i just i i have a strong opinion on it but like i just like i said i said at the wrong time so i wonder what you guys think about it because i I, I, I about it 
I think you're completely right when you start talking about seeding because it's so hard to get the right seeding. And then in the previous, when you had groups, it, the, the seeding would make it super like unfair almost. Like the number three seed from group A at the major won it. And the number four seed from group B at the major won that. And that just throws off those groups completely mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of destroys the tournament compared to double elim where... The, there's a there's a balance, right, as a tournament organizer, and I'm I'm trying to talk because I've done a lot of these formats before as an, an organizer too. Is that you got a balance between the viewership and the like competitive integrity? The mm. competitive integrity is how fair it is to the teams, how likely you are to get the best team to actually win the competition, um, and. The double elim is much more on the viewership side. We want to have like right. a really good viewership experience, high stakes the entire way. Swiss format is super competitive, integrity focused, but not a great viewer experience with the fact that there's like 10 billion matches going on and a lot right. of them that important. But the middle one didn't strike a really good balance between the two. It's meant to be like a halfway between an amazing viewership experience and competitive integrity, but it didn't hit the in- competitive integrity marks very well, and it still didn't have a great viewership experience very well. True. So that's yeah. why I feel like it fell a little bit flat, that there's a better format there or even just a, a retweaking of that format to, to find it better in those categories. I think you just spoke so many facts because that was the main thing I was going to say was a uh, Swiss format for me. Obviously, I'm a viewer, so... <laughs> Um, just watching <laughs> it. Put your point too. Put your point too. Come on, give yourself some respect. I mean, as a viewer, watching Swiss, too, uh, <laughs> it's like teams have so many lives that I'm just like, oh, this team got upset. Who cares? They're gonna make it through three one now. Like it doesn't right. really right. matter because there's no, there's no panic. You know, there's no, there's there's so many chances that it's gonna be the same exact outcome anyway. It's just like, oh, you get like less of a seed going into the. Uh, the next next part of the tournament um i agree 100 percent. swiss is the most fair as a player as a player i would much rather have swiss i feel like that would be the best uh-huh. thing possible because you know if you if you truly lose in swiss if you bomb out in swiss it's 100 percent just on you like you could not right. blame anything else you had so many chances double m gets a little scarier but i think the uh, the best part about it was that it was done at the end of the season. So the seeding for the double limb was like proper. Um, yeah. You had all season to prove your seed. And that was the seed like you were rewarded because that's how you performed all season. So uh, that hasn't actually, worked well in the non NA and EU regions, by yeah, the way, because <laughs> they very quickly lose the chance to go they to lose all their points. And too. so they split all their points. They just destroy their teams and come back. And now all of a sudden you probably have the third best team in the first round yeah. against the number one no seed. seed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Renegades well, had like maybe every not the tough, perfect tough team in the OZ bracket. It was funny. No, yeah, the, I guess. Um, I guess. What What do you guys think is the correct balance? Then what should What should an organizer like be looking for more? Like obviously, viewership is what runs your esport almost like so like obviously you want to value that like double elim is very good for that every series feels very cutthroat but obviously for the players that's not exactly what you're looking for as a player so like what's the balance i uh, i think it depends what was it regionals we're talking about yes yeah and sure the, the i think more you have to for i think for regionals you have to lean more towards this is where the main objective here 
or like really a big objective is to find out who the best teams are in regionals. Mm -hmm. uh, but if it's a major, no, we already found out who the best teams are. They're here. So it should be, I think, major. Like right now, the major follows this same format as the split, which is makes sense because it's got to be consistent. But I think uh, in my, you know, perfect world, every regional throughout the entire year would have the same format and every major yeah. throughout the entire year would have the same format because they're, they're trying to do different things regionals you're trying to find out who the best teams are majors you want to know who wins and it better be entertaining because that's where all the eyes are everybody's right. watching even like the super casual rocket league fans are watching so swiss is like harder to sell for a major because like you said confusing for the casual fans and there's so many of them watching majors and you gotta yeah you gotta make it as cutthroat as possible well maybe not as also it has to be more cutthroat there's also a re really interesting fact with the regionals is that you could run any format on Friday. Like the Swiss actually doesn't matter so much because Saturday and Sunday, the main days for a viewership. And as long as the format for that is really good, then then it's fantastic. Like I think the best format is Swiss into double helium. I actually hate this single helium. Um, what? Which is really double. competitive double. integrity. Yeah. Really good for competitive integrity. Going that way. Really, but, yeah, really good for competitive wait, 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 integrity because everybody has 17 but, lives. Yeah. But why, yeah. why, why, why Swiss into double? Well, also, I come from regions. Single. I cast regions where there's like an import on top two and top one rather than getting into like top four. Uh, mm. So having. Single helium is really bad oh, at finding yeah. anything but the best team of the day. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, okay. And so okay. that also, okay. you know, in terms of competitive integrity for those regions, uh, more than anything else, that's really tough if yeah. you're trying to find two teams because you could have the fifth best team come second because the top four teams are all on the same side of the. That's, no, that's fair. I think that's a good point. So maybe for the other, like other regions, are looking for five of the best teams. You're looking for two. Maybe there needs to be a different format. But the the argument against that is like less less people are going to watch or like when they tune in they'll be like what well, on earth is happening? This well, is not the same. I think that makes sense. So my point, format. my point with that is that like okay, so Swiss takes up a portion of the tournament days, right? Like let's take the major for example. We had group stages for what Thursday through Friday, and then we had the bracket uh, Saturday Sunday. So you're not going to have a lot of people watching anyways on those days because they're normally like weekdays anyways. So then by the time the actual casual viewers tune in, which is like playoffs, then they just yeah. see a double LM bracket. So you have your competitive integrity, and then you have your high tense double LM bracket where teams can still go on double LM runs. Yeah, that just balances out a little bit of the seeding. Um, that being said, single LM is, is fine when you've got decent seeding out from Swiss, but even then, one like one upset causes crazy seeding changes like uh, uh, I, I actually know it makes sense so you explain that you need to find out more than the best yeah. two then that or you're only looking for the best two that makes sense and why why double for you does like swiss into double because i get why people would like swiss for like the, getting the to the top eight but why double after that well i think because i've ran literally a swiss double elim last year and uh i think that like for me like it's just kind of like from a viewer perspective like a lot of people think like swiss is confusing uh but of course not a lot of people sit and watch swiss anyways because it's so confusing but when it comes down to like playoffs and stuff i think that it's like okay like i'll use nrg for example okay nrg lost uh first round oh this sucks maybe they could go on a, a run versus like oh they lost and then they're done and then 
that's it. They played their, their like one series playoffs. It was on Saturday. Some the, some guy who couldn't watch all week because of work finally is able to watch them. Or you know, like for example, when we had uh, LA Major Saturday Sunday, people showed up. All these NRG fans showed up to the crowd, and they just weren't there. So then people are just kind of like, okay. There is an uh, element of Rocket League there where you you have one team have a really good day or one team have a really bad day, and then there's no like. It's just no it's a tough. You know again. what's interesting is did anyone like out of all the NRG fans who had that happen to them? Maybe there's some of the, some of them in chat. You're an NRG fan. You wanted to see NRG play specifically. Obviously, all the other teams maybe as well, but mainly them. And you missed out seeing them at uh, the major because they were knocked out. Like. Yeah, what was that like? That that I'm I'm actually I'm I've not really heard many people explain like what that experience was like. I, I've heard, it's talked about a lot, but I've not actually heard yeah. the people Turbo these said people he's actually sad tell us. Yeah. You're sad about it. Uh, yeah, that's rough. Turbo saw... He didn't realize that they weren't playing. I I don't know if I like with uh, Saturday. If somebody's out on Saturday because they lost in quarterfinals of a single elim, I don't see the problem with that because that that quarterfinals probably way more exciting if it's single elim than if it's upper bracket. And they're just like on their, you know, first life. Mm -hmm. Where people are going to tune in, it's just like, oh, this is do or die for NRG on Saturday. Quarterfinal versus, well, I mean, talk about Fall Major. Quarterfinal versus Sandrock Gaming. That's do or die. If it's upper bracket, people are probably going to be like, oh, well, I might not watch that. I'll see. If they go lower, I'll watch it. And if they advance, I'll watch it. Yeah, I, like, I, I, love, more... I love watching elimination games. Just naturally, just same. a lot more. I do too. I think that's most everyone. Hootie, how uh, did you feel hmm. watching it? Like double limb in general. Um, <clears throat> I feel like my perspective is not very indicative of like the regular viewer because I'm just like all for more Rocket League at the highest <laughs> okay. level. So, That's fair. That's fair. You know, I, I I'm good with whatever. I'm also not really like a fan of a specific team. I'm literally just a fan of like good Rocket League. Um, so I don't know. I, I think the thing that I think I identify with the most with this discussion is what Johnny brought up about like. Right now, we operate with the system where the entire split matches up. And then Yumi, uh, Yumi brought up a good point, too, where like even across different regions, formats may need to be different because they're trying to achieve different things. I think that's really like the most important thing is that we don't have to be this uniform. It's, it's almost like we introduce a complex thing, so we want to simplify it as much as possible. So we're going to lock in this entire split is this format. This split is this format. All regions are the same. And I think... I think the thing that is going to make things a little more easily understandable is one, just time, you know, repetitions. As viewers, we're going to understand, okay, RLCS X, RLCS 21, 22, it's the same thing. We get it. Um, I know there's minor tweaks and stuff, but we'll understand it more as it happens more. It was a huge change from league play. Um, but yeah, I think just a little bit, maybe a little bit better presentation or whatever else, you know, there's, there's other ways to make things easier to understand than like limiting the format to operate inside of these confines. So I, that's the point that I think is the most important from the discussion would you prefer if there was uh, instead of split one is this format split two is this format split three is this format that everything was like regional one is this format regional two is this format a regional three is this format where it gets right. more and more hectic as time yeah. goes on and that third event of the split is a crazy big double elimination and everything is on the line like a team could jump 16 places because you could knock out right. number one is that is that way that you'd prefer? Um, I so I think that would be fine, but I'm like laser focused into Rocket League, and so I would be able to keep up with it. But I know that people tuning in on Twitch are not going to be able to keep up with. Two weeks ago it was Swiss, and this week it's groups, and then you know the next week is double Elam. I think people will 
you know, they'll kind of have some issues with that. But, um, yeah, just just the idea that regionals don't have to match exactly what that split – like the major doesn't have to match those regionals. So that's – I don't know. They See, can like, get creative with it. The one, the one way that it would be simpler, though, is if you did do that, you would only need qualifiers for regional one because it's going to be the same team. Like maybe regional one is some kind of, you know, seeding slash, uh, you know, a couple teams get eliminated because they lost like a lot. And then regional two is like, okay, now we're really weeding it down to the, you know, top eight. And then the regional three is just the top eight. Like it would just be like different stages of the same, you know, qualifier process that, that would, you know, so that would remove the, the, the problem of like a team makes regional three who have never existed before. And their name is something silly. And you're just like, who is this? You know, yeah. Who are these guys? Like, it's really cool for the like rock league, like hardcore fans. But the new fans must be like, who are these guys? Why have they got no? Why have they got a logo that's made on MS Paint? And, uh, <laughs> Which is very common. Where do they, where, where do they come from? Yeah, it happens. Which I don't know. It's it's kind of cool, but I wonder if it would be so, better if that didn't happen. If it was just like you qualify once and that's it, you're qualified for the entire split. For the split, yeah. That would almost Same make case. it like more like little mini seasons or mini leagues kind yeah. of um, within each split. So, you know, you talked about double elim at the major, the highest stakes, the most, you know, um, just enjoyable as a viewer and consumable and exciting. Um, I think it'd be interesting if all of the majors were the same, like across the board. But I also do, I do like, one of my favorite things about this new iteration of Rocket League Esports is that it tests teams in different manners, right? Like, I'm sure the Shock and Rizzo and Sathy can, can elaborate on this, but like going through a Swiss stage especially in RLCSX where there's 32 freaking teams is very different than going through the double elim, you know, at the very end where there was only, yeah. you know, 18 or whatever. And so I think it's just very different and it tests teams in different environments, which I like, but I do understand, you know, you, you got to make it presentable. You got to, you got to make it broadcastable if that's a word. Um, and so I don't know, but like I said, I, I, I'm very different where I'm just going to, I don't care what they're playing. I'm just going to enjoy watching these guys do flip resets. We've seen I've, we've seen teams just be like Swiss kings because they know they have so many chances and yeah. aren't nervous, you know. I've actually yeah. got an even more harsh uh, thing that I could mention before the EU. Let's hear it. Oh, so if if it's if we're talking like brutal formats, how about <laughs> two regionals per split instead of three? Oof, I... I, I I don't hate that. Team, like players, players talk about having a little more time. I actually saw some tweets recently about like having more time in between. That may, I've also seen talks about how stressful trade windows are, right? Because like, you have a little bit of time and you don't know who's moving and whatever else. And so they, that may they were a shorter of... at one point too. I'm pretty sure people were like complaining even more, and then like they gave more time like this time around. Not not like this yeah. split, but I think this so, season. Maybe it would, and the, and the reality is like we get a lot of regionals at this point, right? There's like three each splits, nine in a season. That's quite a bit. The frequency is high, so maybe you could pull one or two um, throughout the season. Actually, I'm curious. So, like for me, when I hear two regionals, like I shudder at the thought of having the majors be of such importance to make worlds, and having the qualification for that only come down to two events. Yeah. Like as of your experience, like. I feel like decreasing the sample size of series, honestly, like for you know for cutthroat reasons, makes it very entertaining for viewers. But for players, it just it, it, I don't think that can strike a balance. And that uh, I'm sorry. It's uh, also curious. Like for me, like for our team, right? We're we're used to like you know 
fighting in that middle of the pack range. And I feel like the more events, the better for us. But maybe like Sathy, if you can like show some insight. Obviously, G two have been crushing. Do you feel like two regionals would try to would take some of the variability out of you? Maybe like suddenly bombing out of event and making it hard on yourself? Would you prefer like two regionals just because you know you're playing so well? Like, you know, just get it over with. I think just from the competitive standpoint, two regionals like would never make sense. Just like, again, like the sample size is like way too small, but there still is that issue. Like, like talking about viewership decreasing, like it does feel like we are getting a lot of Rocket League and sometimes it feels like meaningless Rocket League, even though it's not to the players, obviously, right. or the point standing, but it is a lot of the same stuff. And it's, so it's, the problem. Oh, sorry. Continue. I was just gonna say, and just tying back even into the the previous thing, I uh, with formats, like I, I do like that they, no matter if the four, like Swiss is the best. I think a lot of us can agree on that, or it's one of the best. Um, but I do like that they have the variety between the splits because otherwise, I think it'd also get boring as hell to watch Swiss I every, think, every time. I think two regionals would only work is if you still put in a third event that's like a playoffs event like the top yeah. three from the first two regionals make it through to the major and then you play off for two more slots between the Ooh, next four okay. so you have like a big thing on that weekend still but otherwise with two events you're gonna have so many tiebreakers if you just yeah. like kept it the same format right now as well oh no that's it that's up. easy you just make regional two worth more easy yeah, Next. you'd have to you'd have to make regional two worth more. Yeah, it's more, marginally more. You make regional two worth more because it's closer. So I think the idea of having the top teams, um, like you know, like your top three or whatever, just like automatically be in and have the rest of them play in a playoff bracket when they're you know you you have your uh, four through, let's say your four through eight fight for the last two spots or like your four through seven whatever it is. I think that would be a pretty strong way to do the formats. So the, uh, the, the way I've talked about this with my chat for a while now, the downsides of three is that this regional, so I know it sucks for NRG fans that they lost, but it, it's not that, it's not that bad. You know, you get two more chances. So it's like, oh, well, whatever, you know, one bad finish, no big deal. It's like so Swiss. many teams have had one bad finish. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> oh, well, it's <laughs> fine. Tries. We'll just, we'll just get a decent run in one of these and win another one. No big deal. But if, if this, if this was a two regional split and NRG just finished, what did they finish? Ninth, twelfth, or something? Or ninth, twelfth, yeah. Yeah, ninth, twelfth. They'd be screwed. People would be there. There would be so much talk right now. So it would be so exciting. There'd be so much well, pressure. Yeah, there'd yeah. be so much mm -hmm. pressure. But I actually don't think uh, it would be fair to do. You know, if there's two regionals per per split, you can't do double elim. That's like way too like cutthroat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it, I think, you know, right now we got three regionals that are all double elim. I think if it was two regionals that are Swiss into like something you're probably looking at a more reliable way of finding out who the top five teams are, even in two tries compared to three, because the format of each regional is better at doing that compared to just like making more of the same event that isn't actually that good at doing this because it upsets are devastating. But then uh, the other thing that is interesting is that do you think there's a problem when teams have already qualified after two regionals? Is that like a bad thing for viewers? Because they're like, there's less on the line, you know, that you like You're saying G2 for the qualify major? for the next one. Yeah, yeah, like for the major, sorry. Okay. So the, for the, the viewers at least. G2 probably qualify I, is, you know, regional three is like less interesting for I, G2. I, I don't think so. Um, 
Okay, it, it would be le- it would be less interesting for like the G two fans specifically, but you would be excited. Eh, you know, you'd, you'd be like, oh, okay, you know, now we're just looking forward to the major because we already made it. Because like as a, as a fan, as like a hardcore fan, you're stressed for the people you're watching. So like, you'd much right. rather have that feeling of uh, oh, they got it. And same with the players, they'd much rather have that feel like oh, we got it. You know, we can just go in here and try our absolute best. But you know, we know we already have it. I think it's still interesting enough to maybe somebody um, who doesn't root for a specific team. To where there's still well, I, I four other even, slots to make the majors, so you have to, you know, have those specific placements for those teams or whatever. Like this team has to do this. You have enough to where this team has to do this, this team has to do this, where it's interesting. Even if you're rooting, if you're a G two Omega fan and they've qualified, I think those people watching may not watch the G two matches because they already know, or they may still. But there's way more onus on those teams that haven't qualified, where it suddenly becomes an elimination bracket down mm-hmm. the bottom to get to the major so those matches make up for that by being more interesting themselves yeah i I think so too also i want to go back on something hootie said with um you know formats for the the majors being different or yeah being the same throughout but being different to the regionals um what do we think about the potential next year where that has to happen because in, in quotes, because we might have 20 teams at a major because we bring in sub-Saharan Africa, maybe give MENA another slot and, and stuff like that. It's going to have to be another format. How do we think we could potentially introduce more teams? Hmm. That's a good question. That's kind of hard to have an answer to. Yeah. You see, I'm really boring, so the, this kind of thing is like what I do in my spare time, so I'll, I'll, I'll sit down. <laughs> I don't want to like say anything. So I've actually already like theory crafted twenty team formats, twenty four team formats of various levels of like brutality. So Sorry, I, I'm just really boring. I like doing that. So Sorry, I was <laughs> I was half, oh half listening, so I didn't actually hear. What, I was changing my title. I didn't actually <laughs> hear what you said. The question would be, how would you introduce more teams into the major? Uh, if we were to add sub-Saharan African teams, maybe another Mina team. Uh, anything else in next season and thus also changing how obviously the the major formats would have to be different to the regional formats because if you're adding those minor region teams you add one more mina and two steps of heron right like yeah and then probably another apac team right right like, so right, apac okay. north and apac south would have its own so then it would go from six, 16 to 20 right so yeah is that I assume that means that regionals are not going to change. They're going to remain 16. Yeah, I don't think you'd want to change that because it makes it really awkward as well. Like the the obvious solution based on the current solution at Worlds to going uh, to uh, 24 teams is you have a wild card. And then, you know, maybe the top two of EU and the top two of NA each skip the wild card phase of a major. Uh, That's like the easy solution. But I think there's a lot of different solutions out there. Trust me, there's a lot of different solutions. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, not, I'm thinking about I am plenty of not going to bore you all with my solutions. That I've got today, <laughs> but it's going to be boring. But yeah, there's I can't lots. act <laughs> like I have a solution like figured out, but I don't know. It kind of segues me into another idea where like, I feel like the majors, like being as exclusive as they are, um, I don't know. I feel like it's a bit of a hindrance. Like, I feel like it makes these problems with should this format be this cutthroat XYZ? I feel like it becomes more of a problem where if like we had more teams from every region at the major, 
then that's where you, like we said before, you can really make it cutthroat um, and like make that the ultimate viewing experience. Like for, I feel like having the majors be so cutthroat also makes the formats feel extra like um, extra. Well, they, they, it feels like that brings the scrutiny on them when they're, to be honest, they're not like the worst formats ever. They're not like, obviously we all want them to be perfect, but it's not going to be, which is why, why, why we criticize them. But like, I feel like having that, like, <laughs> it just should, just, it should be less cutthroat before getting to the major. And then once you get to the major, that's when it should be all on the line with all the best teams there. That just feels like the balance that needs to be struck. The one, Sorry. the one cringe thing I hate about the majors being like that is <laughs> that you don't have APAC versus OCE and OCE versus Sam and Sam versus Mina and like, all the like that that was the beauty of swiss in the first one is that you're going to get like a lot of interregional but because the major is dominated by na and eu teams 10 out of 16 are na and eu you yep. often end up just like in a double elim you're going to see na beat an oce team and then oce go down to the lower bracket and lose to maybe an eu uh, team i, I see i never even thought about that i like at a major i would much rather see that like i don't i i wouldn't want to watch like yeah, I want to see NA versus OCE, like, but I want to see like OCE versus like yeah. Sub-Saharan Africa or something. I guess not a major, yeah. but I guess that's like that's also a separate problem is yeah. the depth of all the regions and how you make it fair for everyone to have more teams there too. That's, that's why, why I like I, having well, a World Swiss into like a really deadly format, so you get oh, yeah. to see all the all the like interregionals and you get like a cool ranking there, and then you go into a a deadly format. World, I, I just want to say the worlds. I've said it before. Worlds format is pog. It's mm. Swiss yeah, it for is. the wild card, into then it's double elimination groups, which is great because you get no rematches, no tiebreakers, just four make it out. It, there's eight yeah. teams in group A. That four is make a it out. No tiebreakers. How, no how many teams go to? Uh, the wild card is 16 teams. 16. And eight teams out of them will join the eight other teams that have already qualified for the uh, top 16. So then you've got okay. the top 16 which are split into two groups of eight, and then you do a double elimination group. So there is just, you play, you just play a little double elimination is bracket. 16 in two team double? Groups. Or so two, eight two, eight teams. Teams. two eight team double eliminations. Oh, okay. uh, they called it group A and group B, but essentially it's two eight team double eliminations, yeah. which is good because you get no rematches, no tiebreakers, and the top eight from that will go to the single elimination top oh, eight. Oh, that's and so the teams, good. Yeah. Four teams from the like upper, scales down. It's so yeah, beautiful. the four teams to the yeah. upper will play against the four teams who made it through the lowers from the other group. So it's very natural. You know, you're you're so, you won your your group undefeated. You're playing against a team who lost once. Oh, it's very balanced. so I good. Think it's, I think it's so the perfect good. format. I think it's perfect. Mm -hmm. also, part of that one. also, the wild card tournament will be the most international tournament we've, yeah. we've ever had because it's only six NAEU teams, ten non NAEU teams. So two from each of every other region, and I can't wait to see like APAC versus SSA. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Really those will be cool. Those will be really cool. It's probably going to happen as well because there's two SSA teams and two APAC teams. Yeah. So if they all go zero two at the start, then they're going to be against each other to see who goes zero three. Wow. <laughs> it'll, it'll end up being SSA versus SSA and APAC versus APAC. Oh no, <laughs> that, that would be rough. That, that, that is possible. Rough. That is possible. That'd be a shame. I guess, like, Entirely would you guys feel comfortable with, like, the organizers, like, foregoing some tie-breaking mechanisms yes. to try to force teams from international yes. to play yeah. each other? Yeah. 
Yes, I will confess. I have like you know changed seventh seed to sixth seed and swap swap them in tournaments over because I'm like, oh, that matchup's mm -hmm. way more interesting. So let's just swap them. You know? Yeah, <laughs> swap it for the content because really it like seven sense. six like they're so similar. So let's just you know get the you know the interesting match. I think on an international stage that makes a lot of sense. Not so much as like you know like in the domestic ones yeah but i think yeah. internationally that makes a lot of sense that's never yeah. been done in rlcs though by the way it's only done in like my little tournaments that don't have the same prestige so yeah i'm like messing <laughs> around disclaimer <laughs> yeah, that is a very yeah, important gonna reddit's gonna be coming you're for your head you're yeah. reddit. You're yeah. reddit. <laughs> they're very they're very by the book in the rlcs uh, hold on so i never did that but I, I i would love that i would love it is if there's like a little like you know subheading if you know if in the bottom yeah. like or matches it happens to be two apex to ssa they will play against each other not the same region right i agree they're not <laughs> going to do that though i bet <laughs> that doesn't go in line with what they do sure so i change the rule again dude um okay so i think the final thing we got before we wrap this all up is uh just a little bit about the eu regional and I was hoping Rise would be here just yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but he had no one to bed, but I think it's like 3 a.m. for him. So Yeah, it's pretty yeah, it is. Uh, He's just going to tell us that all the teams are trash and that they're, yeah. you know, they're going to win. He's gonna, win I already hours, told so. you about delusional confidence. You, you just yeah, got it unlocked. Yeah. He's got that all figured out. Yeah, I definitely should have done this uh, near the beginning. But um, for anybody that doesn't know, during the NA quals, obviously, or the NA uh, regional, they were doing the EU quals. And six of the eight teams that made the main event came from open quals yep yep that's crazy crazy which i don't even know if that's happened I i'm feel, assuming I think that, I think that's gotta be got a, a word no uh, they've got a word for that i can't remember it's like five letters begins with d I, I, oh not the depth not the depth but we see like the return of some some old household names and like freaky and tadpole and uh um, yeah fruity fruity freaky and tadpole all made it back <laughs> Three, yeah, Fruity went three and zero. Oh. Three zero, oh, three zero. Oh. They beat Misfits. I'm That's back. Brilliant. I'm back. You know that, Rad. <laughs> That's so crazy oh, to me. What, okay, also, wasn't this like Fruity's first regional that he played, like back into just playing in general, or was he trying no, no, to no, qualify? I think all he tried. That. He just oh, they were playing. failed to qualify. He know? didn't oh, okay. qualify for the qualifiers a couple of times. Like he's been, mm. yeah. This is a massive comeback. Three zero as well over three oh, yeah. teams for like legit. Because like, I always go really into his stream well. and be like, "Congrats on like top 32 EU." <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you guys watch? Did you guys watch the oh, last? It's a great reminder in chat. Did you guys watch the last 30 seconds of BS Plus? Wasn't it BS Plus competition qualifying? Not even the, them last 30 seconds. Just their reaction to them qualifying. The German sure. casters pop off. It is no, amazing. That's awesome. It's incredible. And yeah, Wolves also had a crazy last minute against mm -hmm. uh, someone, which is quite funny. I watched the Misfits uh, Guild series to make it. Uh, that one is a pretty exciting series. I I love the team streams. I love when when like the casters who want their team to win so bad just go crazy when anything happens. That's such an exciting viewing experience. Oh yeah, because a lot of even like especially the smaller orgs. Um... They don't even like have like content creators. They have like people from the org. Probably like, have management stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they have like yeah. management doing their streams, so you can really tell like they're just so happy to see them win and stuff. It's yeah. really, really genuine. Excited to see Liquid. Yeah, they made yeah. it. Yeah, they that, had that's a crazy a big one as well. thirty second. Yeah. 
almost uh, a zero second goal moment and, and managed to do it with three game fives. It was yeah. crazy. Oof. Wait, three One of the three game fives, jeez. Yeah, or two of them they lost the game fives, but they won a game five, maybe even an overtime against U Nation. Yeah, overtime. One minute overtime. This is the first time that Liquid has made a regional, right? Yeah. This this with this like, roster, this, yeah. Yeah. But with other rosters they didn't get in this season either. Oh really? Even though uh, it's yeah. Blinkers, you're yeah. definitely gonna want to check this out. I don't know if it's easy to stream, but oh my goodness, it's funny. It is it is incredible. Uh <laughs> yeah, I linked it in the Discord. Yeah, hold on. You guys will want to watch that later if uh not now. I can share I my like screen that. if this lever loads. We can watch together. It's so funny because right after the bit I timestamped, like one of the casters stops talking, and then the other caster is like so on the edge of his seat that he, he comes in with <laughs> OMG and then he starts casting. <laughs> 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 Alright, let me I'm gonna switch over to this. He's absolutely losing his mind. Oh my god, okay. They're so gassed. Oh my god. I yeah, love that. Like I love the... that. Yeah, th those are those are like the best the, the best reactions. Like the people when, when it's like I don't know, when it's like brand new. It's like it, I don't know. It's just a one time thing. They're not a one time thing, but like a first time it happens sort of thing. Yeah. And they're just so amazed. And I just yeah, love new, because, new well, hearing the casting sure. in other languages. It sounds so awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does. I heard as well. I, I, the first time I listened to this, it's like, wait, did he just say they, he put in all the poker chips? Because he's like, uh, he says poker chips in the German accent. I was like, wait, I think I know what he's talking about. <laughs> They're going all in. They're going all in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. all in the poker chips. I was like, wait, I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um. For the actual regional, not that you know, we have the closet. Is the seating out? I think it is. I think. Uh, it yeah, yeah, they, they, they tweeted it. I gotta go to Liquipedia to look bracket. at it. I've not even looked at the bracket yet. There's um, there's nothing like too crazy, but Carmen Court versus SMP uh, Sempo would be would be fun. Yeah, that's oh, a good one. My. That's a first round. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Chasset and their new player Exotic, who is uh, another very good French player. Yeah, not good. new as in new to Yeah. Misfits versus Vitality. Yeah. yeah. I like that first round. <laughs> so how are BDS? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I, I was going to, and we can talk about them if you guys want to, um, about like the roster specifically, but I was more thinking about like how, uh, and, and Turbo as well. Turbo, Mark, Barry, they're like, all benched but they're under contract so it's like this weird situation so i was wondering how like others felt about that because like i understand it but it seems mm -hmm. so 
shitty. <laughs> yeah. It's such it's... a modern problem, right? Because yeah. it used yeah. to be that orgs didn't have enough power to do that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't it like people are all saying, ah, they should just give it away for free because like they've got big mm-hmm. buyout clauses in, the, uh, yeah. in all the communities. Like, just give them, give them away for free. I'm like, I don't know if I agree about that. If I own yeah. an org and yeah. it's a bad business a strategy, they're yeah. like, yeah. sorry, but we're going to go for the six figure sum because that's money. Yeah. You got to make or, money yeah. at the end of the day. They're not donating figures to other orgs. Yeah. It, yeah. And people, somebody came into my chat the other day and, you know, I had to. Give him a little lesson on something real quick, but he, he came he came into my chat and he was like, uh, "If somebody wants a player, they'll buy him." And I was like, <laughs> "Like you just just buy him? Like with whose money? If if you're <laughs> if you're homeless, just buy a house. Like what yeah. what is the logic?" <laughs> no, that's bad. Yeah. I I just I hope for the sake of those players when they ne- like negotiated their original contracts, which is like an oversight. A lot of times when you're actually like doing that is getting like decent sub pay in. Otherwise, they're like actually on like no pay right now or very little, and it's just like yeah, like a bench clause. In in a lot of contracts, if you're on the like substitute roster, you'll have like ten percent of your normal salary, which is not going to be enough. Yeah, Yeah. that's a really bad situation to be in. Yeah, and like it feels like a a damn shame. Like you have you you know you have someone like Mark, for example, who's it is it is feels almost criminal that he's not going to be able to play at Worlds. Yeah. 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 That's that's my exact thought process too. What if, what if they just suck with Seiko and they're like Mark? <laughs> <laughs> Mark, <laughs> come back. What if they're just terrible? Or what if, what if like extra monkey moon just starts throwing and they're just like Mark, you're back in, and then somebody else is benched. Like there there's hey, still a chance. Still a there's chance. also illness and injury and stuff like that. I'm gonna but... say that Mark's on 100 percent salary. I don't know if that's valid, but who knows? But yeah, it's commonplace to have it. No, be some, very someone well. Twitch chat said it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I now know. Mark, Mark's good enough to be on well, another top eight team. So I, just, I've also that, in Rocket League, I've not. I don't know how common it is to have a benched clause, but I think it's less common. Like it's more common that you just have a no bench clause or substitute yeah. clause rather than there is a bench clause in your contract. From what I know, right. I can't I blame the org. I can't well, blame them. Yeah. They're not gonna go and give Mark on a discount to one of the teams they have to play against. Like, nah, they don't want to yeah. go and make other teams a bigger threat. That's that doesn't make any sense. And, and they know the we're moving into that. that. They know we're moving into off season two, where a lot more teams are gonna be willing to pick up new players and shuffling yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, I, I really hope that it's like a like a perfect storm situation where hopefully we don't have three very capable players sitting on the bench again uh, in the future. It, it just yeah. seems like. And there was even, you know, there was even rumors of Mark, uh, you know, interest of NA teams being interested in Mark, and they just couldn't make it work. So I'm sure there were people interested, um, but I don't know. Ho- hopefully this is not a normal thing that we see. I, I want to ask a question on that because my 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 stream went on like a two day rant about player loans. How do you guys feel about this player loan situation? <laughs> I was bring that up too. Oh my goodness, man! There were some people that were very unhappy with the fact that Simper. Will have the option for Archie to return after the end of the season. They just did not like that at all. Really? Yeah. What? But they, what, they were, why, why did they have a problem with that? Yeah, I, okay, look, I, I spent two full days trying to understand, and I'm going to give you <laughs> the best that I can give. I do. Yeah, I still uh, am struggling. Give us the cliff notes. They basically, <laughs> like, the thing that I could wrap my head around was they were upset because Endpoint had to give up Seiko, and they're like, Endpoint's not getting Seiko back. But Simper didn't have to give up anything. 
That was money. what they were saying. But, but they sold money. They, but they, they, one of them was bought, the other was loaned. It's money. I, yeah, uh, and, I know, I know. It's, it's, a, per, it's a per rent versus Simper, full price. You know, you know, Simper, per rent per you know, month. Hey, Simper did lose something. They don't have Archie for this split, right? They have to replace yeah. him with another player. And yes, they grabbed Exotic, who's a great player, and whatever else. But I, I, I again, I'm trying to deliver something that I couldn't right. really grasp. But there was definitely some people that did not like the loan situation. What it's, are the I odds think. that uh, they don't even they just completely disband their old Semper team and build a new one over an Archie anyway as well like it sounds like that's a legitimate option that's why they wanted to yeah. hold on to him that but would be very smart do that they couldn't do that for the the for the points so that exactly. yeah the honestly the, in that sense the loan would be a really smart move if they do it but apart from for that like it's probably I I'm guessing it would probably just be money like Archie maybe has a really big buyout but loaning him is cheaper so they're like all right we'll loan him. Yeah, we yeah. can. They're like, we can do this like month to month, and then the other org was like, out, out, "Where did Archie go? I can't remember." Endpoint. Oh, endpoint. Point. Yeah. Endpoint. So yeah. From my perspective, it was like a win all the way around. Like Archie gets to play on a team. He's not stuck, frustrated on a team that I don't know. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they weren't gelling or whatever. He wanted to move. Who knows? But endpoint gets a player to replace Seiko. Simper is still able to compete for Worlds. It just felt like, I mean, this is like best situation for everyone involved. Ridiculous win. No. Unreal. Endpoint lost Seiko, and somehow they still. Like, look on paper, fine. That's yeah. crazy. But that is crazy. That's that is seriously. Uh, How have they lost Seiko? And everybody's like, nah, they'll be fine. That's mad. But it yeah. is true, though. They look actually fine on paper because that team, all right, we haven't seen them play yet, but Archie's gross. Some, some follow up stuff. People, well, some of the things that people started doing was talking about, like, well, what if. What if there's an org that just locks up all these players and then decides to loan them all out? I was like, okay, we're just okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're drawing up these crazy. Also, what, why, why would a player sign to the ten-player org? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, bros, hopping on that train. You're never yeah, gonna you know, buy You're just gonna rent them from the super org. That's what we're doing. Vitality, Vitality's gonna be like the big. It's just a bank. It's just a big bank of players. Exactly. Vitality is the French bank, and you can just buy French players. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna keep the best oh, ones. They'll just loan out. Oh, that's so funny. You, you can't really be really loan them. <laughs> is anybody here actually like dislike the whole renting or what is it loaning thing? <laughs> not renting. Well, it's just, it's just business. Thing, Absolutely not. I think it's the loan business. thing is ex like going to be extremely unique. I don't think that's going to happen yeah, all that often. It doesn't make sense not. in the first split, right? Like it, it definitely seems like a last. It was a third uh, split trade like, real yeah. thing, right? Like mm -hmm. you're stalling. Yeah, that's we, dark, yeah. They can keep their points, play out the rest of the season, but then also have that star player at the end of the season to yeah. start the next season again. Yeah. That's actually I've not even heard this. Especially if he's on like a two year deal, like a org probably doesn't want to just pay that buyout, like just in right. general. It's probably just much higher than it would be, you know, in general. Yeah. I see a question. Archie is only on loan for the remainder of this season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is that is that think, true? He's I, only just well, till the end of the season. From, I thought well, I saw that they announced. Yeah, oh, okay. but it could change, obviously. Yeah, they could um, obviously complete the sale like at the end of the season if if that works out, which is also dope. Like that's a really cool aspect. Ar that Archie, had Archie could be to. like a rent to rent to own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least to own. <laughs> at least to own. That's <laughs> that's crazy to even think about. Yeah, my only like, real like problem those. with these uh, deals has been that people can't play, like the the sub situation. That is rough. Mm -hmm. Like this happened in the past. Rizzo, you might have been there. Was JNAP stopped from moving to like NRG or something like that? 
I remember like G two had a big. Um, uh, yeah, he he was stopped. He was stopped from moving to uh, the org who shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> the bait, um, the bait org, the baiting org. But also, <laughs> but also the best social media, play, right? Everything. Like nothing, nothing, nothing got destroyed. Um, yeah, no, he was fine. Like he, the there was nothing like. Um. Like yeah, he was just still like on contract with you. They just they just blocked the the move because they wanted to. Uh, I'm pretty sure they just wanted to buy him out or something, but it was like instantly. It was just instantly shut down. Like it wasn't even talked about, sort of thing. Copium nine. <laughs> 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 yeah, that one. Uh, well, Cloud Nine are getting more engagement now. Now that yeah. they don't have a Rocket League team than they ever did with a Rocket League. <laughs> uh, it's team. ridiculous. It, it's they, so it, it's free, free exposure. Thanks, Rise. They've been farming <laughs> for years. Oh, Abjack! Abjack with the with the verified account got so many people. I, I was streaming that morning. Oh, yeah, and I cannot yeah. tell you how many people came in so excited. People, Cloud people are coming Cloud into my did. stream saying like, "How do you feel about Cloud Nine being back?" And I'm just like. <laughs> Man, it's been like a week, huh? I don't know. <laughs> so funny. Um, I was going to ask about, like, I feel like there's a lot of talk about how, like, um, B it feels like a lot of people believe BDS isn't going to be as good with Seiko, actually. What? Really? Who says this? You're thinking that or others? No, not me. Twitch chatters. Oh, um, the chatters. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like there's a general sentiment i see when i see just conversations about it that like there's a, a some sort of realistic or good chance that they don't even live up to what they already were you were saying rise said that too and rise said it multiple times yeah. right yeah I, I i i speculated this on my uh sunday watch party well yesterday like i don't know what, i i i thought the opposite i thought people were saying oh well that's an upgrade but i was like i don't know why people are rushing to say it's an upgrade they might be worse it might be. I think I it's. Think yeah, it I think it's like a like a fear thing. Like they made such a ballsy move. Mark it is. is uh, Mark is on the it's, bench now. And it's like, so similar to Phase. They just yeah. piss everybody off with the move, and <laughs> yeah, like people are going to be very that, critical. I think, yeah, exactly. Perfect. I think that's why. If they get like that's top fun. three finishes, consistent top yeah. three finishes, then nobody's going to be happy. Yeah. I feel like it could be a Phase situation because you've upgraded a player. I think Seiko's a better player than Mark individually. But yeah. they play very different roles in the team, and that's like Illusion and Cypical. Illusion, uh, you know, was doing all the dirty work for that team, and Cypical don't want to do that. So now Seiko probably doesn't want to do what Mark does. Does he just want to, like, I don't know, cut rotation all the time and make awkward touches? Uh, he wants to flip reset on everything and air dribble. Like, so he wants to follow up more. I don't know who's going to do what Mark did. They're probably just going to be more conventional, more readable. Beat, yeah, it's gonna know. be a, a like a whole new BDS, like a different like playstyle. Yeah. The potential for more individual outplays that right. might make up for it. Yeah, I think they're gonna be the same level, but a very different team stylistically. Yeah, my like instinct about it was like I think they'll probably be about the same. Like saying like it's a huge upgrade or like they're gonna obviously be worse is just the wrong way to think about it. Probably until we see for sure. Like, yeah, well, it's I not saw... an obvious thing. Right. I saw a Reddit post when Supergirl got added to Phase, saying yeah. that they need to have they, that Sonic should introduce salary caps, and it's going to be unfair that they have the three most expensive players, and that Phase are going to win everything. And <laughs> I found it ridiculous. But I want to ask, I guess you shock at the moment. Has it gone to a spot where like 
different players on the same team are earning wildly different amounts of money because for my, my entire experience has been everybody's on the same salary for the most part. I, I, I can't speak because I don't know the actual numbers on other teams like specifically, but it is my understanding that it's still very much commonplace that everyone on the team earns about the same amount of money, maybe a little bit of variation depending. Like, I think like, um, you know, you Content bring... creators and big followings. Right, yeah, they might earn a little bit more. Like a newer player, like this fresh signing, kind of giving yeah. him a chance on these unproven mm -hmm. short contracts probably won't earn so much. Yeah, there's, um, I'm sure uh, Santi could probably speak on it too, but yeah, I, I think it's much more common that everyone is on the same salary or just barely apart from each other. Like, that just yeah. is the normal thing. There's no like, and besides like this whole like superpower because they're the most expensive players. Like he, uh, that's another, I was talking about undervaluing and overvaluing way earlier. Like people undervalue what team synergy does for a team and overvalue what individual skill brings to a team. There's... There's, there's a way to value both the right way, and often the undervalued part is how much synergy and play style becomes such a factor at the highest level because you see, like, a, you know, in the last finals, G2 and SSG, right, in terms of actual skill of the players, it comes down to being very close, especially on any given day. Like, someone can be slightly outperforming another, but the way that, like, team synergy is what breaks that barrier into a win or a loss. So it, it just becomes very undervalued. On, on that, you just made the roster change. Do you, when you, when you pick up a player, when you pick up Hoxa, is there more importance on having immediate synergy with that player? Or are you more focused on having like mental, mechanical or skill, skill synergy and then going, okay, we'll, we'll turn it into like a, a good team afterwards. Um, for, um, for us, what we were looking for specifically was someone who was willing to, um, play a style that is team friendly some players play a style that is like selfish is the wrong word but a style that suits themselves and then you guys play around me where we wanted someone who makes our team a three-man unit um and what hoxer does is he, he he's very talented at doing both things he can play for himself in a given moment he can play for the team in a given moment he's very versatile so like what we were looking for was someone who's versatile and knows how to play for the team while also being to you know take the reins if he's playing really well something like that so yeah i think we were looking for synergy more than ind individual skill actually it's just a bonus that he ended up he's been playing as well as he has i think uh just going back to the uh the contract thing on like different levels and stuff uh what shock said is right like there's no while I, I haven't heard of any there's a few maybe of like wild variants in payments but a lot of the teams or a lot of the players are on like the same or close but it really just depends on the timing of like when yep. you're signing yeah yep because i i think in recent times there actually have been a few instances of actually some like big variation yeah in a couple players purely because of the timing and maybe like timing around their and, name. Uh, well if a yeah. player's been on a like team for years and they've got multiple right. raises multiple like salary adjustments and then a new player gets signed out of the bubble scene 
There's no way they're gonna be like, hey, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be the same as this veteran. No, you're gonna like sometimes you might, but some of these uh, guys are. Uh, 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 you'd be surprised. <laughs> in the, in I don't know. The, well, okay, in, I know. No, I know the, some some players. Yeah. You know, it depends, I guess, on how you know in demand certain players are coming yeah, out. Yeah, that's that's some of them, yeah. matter. Some most. teams, some yeah. players are coming out and they're very in demand. Lots of competition for that players. Obviously, yeah, you got to pay mm -hmm. them or else they're not gonna sign. But other yeah. players, they'll really feel like. This is a big chance. That's that org's taking yeah. a chance on me. They'll sign any dotted line. They're like, any, yeah, give me the contract. I'm signing. I just want to play. So there, there's like say... big, there's differences there sometimes. I... So, go ahead, go ahead. I just think as you go like, as you go up the the ladder in teams and you get to those like top three, top four, top five teams, if they're signing a player directly from the bubble, you should expect that they'll be making the same or more. Because most of the time, again, it's just a demand thing. Yeah, they only want to pick up the absolute best yeah, player available. They have so, to be yeah, nasty. That, players, that yeah. player, if they're getting picked up by a top team, they're probably being looked at by yeah. multiple teams. But it used to be a, options. A, a lot where, you know, even if a top team was getting, like, a younger new player, they would still have that, like, quote-unquote rookie contract. Um, but I think that's a lot less common now. A lot of times you'll see, like, quote-unquote rookie contracts on speculative players like in yeah. that in that lower tier they'll yeah. they'll start in a lower and they'll have incentives built into their contract to see if the team performs at set expectations and their salary comes up to what the other players are on that's something that's kind of common too that that's what newer players need to look out for as well they don't want they don't really need to like get onto the big big salary from the get-go all the time some players are like really that's all they care about is the, the salary they're getting monthly but actually incentives can be worth a lot more than an immediate salary raise that's kind of flat just like stays at that level mm -hmm. and there's no incentive like a, a, a contract that's got more monthly salary but no incentives isn't worth as much as a slightly lower one that has incentives to way surpass that one right. that's i think sometimes it's it's hard to think about that when you're young and you know you're in your teens and you just want to get the bigger salary immediately but yeah incentives can be pretty good they can actually be more valuable but the game is oh, variable as rocket league i will say that the flat salary that you're guaranteed is um a nice security to have mentally though yeah. like it's it's so easy like i i don't really like the term peaked on like but like it's, <laughs> it's very common to use but but like in rocket league like if you feel like you got peaked on like it's it's and you're like well you're not on that guaranteed salary that might be check. extremely front yeah at least i have that behind me but it I don't know that that's not really necessarily something that i think about too much but initially like um a, not, not a long time ago but like maybe a little over a year ago like it, something like a base salary that i really respected was something that i really appreciated <laughs> Matt, dude, dude. <laughs> same <laughs> <laughs> sorry this is, a, this is an inside joke that we're about. i'm sorry um, the the other thing uh, here is that so Vitality grabbed Radozen from Williams Resolve and Williams Resolve was like I think they were fighting around like fifth eighth anybody can correct yeah, me they were right. like tenth or something in they, EU. Right they had some stinkers but they had some good performances too oh, some they had a couple they had a couple of top fours uh, they were twelfth but they're not too far off well eleventh yeah, before this event actually I think they would have been pretty much 10th equal ish yeah 10th they, so they were 10th in so points close. and then they lose Radozen and now they did not make the main event and they are uh i think they went like oh i don't know if it was 0 and 3 or 1 and 3 but it was not good or maybe we think of heroic might be thinking of heroic but 
uh, again. Well, just a green, 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 one, yeah. Three. yeah, they were 12th yeah. coming into this split, but they were 50, no, sorry, 30 points behind 11th, 50 points behind 10th. And, oh, okay. You know, one, honestly, they were, they were within 180 points of Vitality, actually less than that. They were they were actually like, you know, just one good event away from being fighting for a wildcard spot, like just one good event. But that's how close like that, you know, 7th to 12th in EU was and still is. Very, very close. And you got a top six, that's a bit further away because they all made majors. It's not easy when you have to un involuntarily give up one of your better players and the also best player, have yeah. to yeah. Yeah. Best player work with um, work with like create, uh, creating a new roster and and the problems of how long that takes to get up to speed. So it's not surprising to see them drop out, but that pretty much costs them any chance of the major. I mean, zero zero nation are out in that qualifier. Guild are out in that qualifier. They just picked up Dorito, who's like pretty nuts, and Navi are out. Like, there's a lot of good teams who are out, just out in the EU qualifier. Yeah. It's always <laughs> happening. Every single EU qualifier, a team who have like looked like a top eight threat in a previous regional are just out because there's too many teams that are just a threat. These I days. I do I do have to ask because. I feel like everyone uses it as a kind of like a meme topic, but I'm actually, I, I, what, what becomes the difference between when you're watching Rocket League, whether it's depth or inconsistency, what's the difference? Like, I know what the difference between the two terms means. I mean, like when you're looking at teams yeah. play versus NA and EU, what are you like? Well, that means inconsistency and this result means depth X, Y, Z. I look more like, is this team just outplaying them or is the team that are losing just outplaying themselves if they're just like losing because they're playing badly that would be inconsistency but honestly like you look at the teams who qualified there some of them might be like unknown players but the new team saw they like won a couple of off yeah. you know off-season tournaments like they just uh, you know they just put, put themselves together now they're good team liquid obviously valid you all heard the reaction of bs plus competition qualifying like uh, <laughs> they earned that i don't know yeah, if you watch these games there's just these teams are all good like they're all good enough it, if they make a regional you're not going to write them off and be like oh well they're going to go three yeah. like they're yeah, all actually that's what I was gonna say, when they get into the regionals too you get to see them against the top the top dogs and it's not like they get absolutely clowned on every time you know as a caster that was always the difference like every time i've casted so many like na regionals and eu regionals now and I never feel like it really matters too much if I know everything about the NA team that just got into their first regional because they never get past like round one or two. Oh. They're always out. But in EU, any team that make it in, you better know who they are because they could get top eight. And there's been so many teams who have made a top eight and they look like they're popping off. It's like taking names. But Johnny, how can you say that's players. not inconsistency from the top eight? It's just like I, I trust my eyes. I'm watching the yeah. gameplay. I'm like, I'm, I'm I trust what I see eyes. looks like this looks like good Rocket League. And I feel like I've got a good eye for good Rocket League. So I said yeah, for the longest yeah. time, Mino is good. And everybody's like, you're an idiot. I was like, I don't believe you. I think they're good. They look good. You can't, that's all you can trust sometimes. They look good. So yeah. I think they're good. I think if you see a team with like, that looks like they have some sort of system in place. I always thought in NA, the zookeepers or uh, accelerate. I'm like, <laughs> That's that's depth right there. <laughs> <laughs> They're always gonna be in the same spot, but no, we, we, we used to we used to play them in a in a rival series, yeah. and they take every series to five and lose. Like yeah. they provided some serious depth. <laughs> I, I, I I like I like to see that they've actually continued to improve a little bit though. Hey, in the recent. in the spring split, they have more points than NRG. That's that's <laughs> true. There you go. Wait, didn't they, they make, have, they the have same a higher chance of, of making the major than they, they, yeah, they, they made the same amount? They went, did they go one further than I just saw that tweet. Oh. 
that tweet. Wait, no, no, no. They finished. They, def- they definitely finished yeah. the same spot as energy. Yeah, it's like not hundred percent. Yeah. But but a crew has more points. A crew did, yeah. yeah. True. Well, okay, I so at, I thought that was Akron until I saw. Oh wait, it's just vibrant. <laughs> wait, okay, okay. <laughs> this is a good question then, actually. So I don't know how many of you guys saw like the energy series or like say like the V1 accrue series. Is that V1 playing bad or is that NA depth? Uh, wait, V1. Well, V V1 reverse swept. Yeah, but that's a close series. Or so like, in, did accrue play well or did V1 play down? But they won. Depth. <laughs> I think V V one definitely didn't perform at their best. They were they weren't at their peak this weekend. But uh, yeah, I mean, a career like one of those weird teams because yeah. they've done this before. They're not a complete. They are an example of NA depth because they're a team who, when they yeah. get in, they're not a team that you're expecting to just go out zero three and do absolutely nothing. Like or you know zero three in a Swiss or just like get eliminated one round. If they go deep, nobody. If they go like two or three rounds into a bracket. Arsenal says like, inconsistency. Whoa. You say depth. Arsenal says inconsistency. I'm, I'm always for trying to back up B1. I'm always trying to back up NA. They beat complexity. I don't know. I think that team's legit. Vibrants are like... Yes, they are. I think they're legit. I, really I, I think they're a good team. It's taken, it's taken them a long time. Like They've been here since the beginning of our LCS 21-22. Uh, yeah. getting into and they had a slow start. Uh, and they were, they, yeah, they were constantly like falling short. But like You could see they had the potential. Whether they'll get they're like they're obviously still not there, right? Like especially in a double elim bracket to be able to make a long run yet. Uh, but I think if you look at the individuals, and I really like uh, Fifi's mechanics, <laughs> so John, we don't they have the chance to if they can get it together and get some play style. So this is some this is a like a conversation I like to have because like my initial thought is that. Um, that shows a, for both regions. This isn't like an NA versus U thing. This is a depth versus inconsistency thing. Like a, re, a series like that shows more inconsistency than depth. Um, like it's it's very easy to you know everyone wants to hype up their own region, right? It's like you know whenever the top teams all dominate, um, look how consistent our region is. Our top teams are so good. And then when you know when upsets happen, inevitably it's like, wow, look how deep our region is. Instead of inconsistency, um, it's it feels like in, uh, inconsistency. This is why I lean towards the inconsistency side. Inconsistency is so inherent in what Rocket League is. Uh, it's so hard to play the same like just as well as you did the day before. Like I would argue, nearly impossible. Like there's almost no way you can guarantee it. And like it's just part of the game. So I feel like the inconsistency versus depth thing kind of loses a lot of its luster when you consider how ingrained and impossible it is to avoid how inconsistency affects Rocket League. But that the real question said, consistency is, which, is still like which a which region is deeper shock? Which, which if, if the 20 ever, like every single time that there is a regional this season, if you took the team that came dead last or like in the, you know, didn't qualify, all the teams that didn't qualify through the qualifier, close qualifier that is, to the main event, all the EU teams and all the NA teams who oh. wins. I, I get. I guess we'll never know. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> I so who, who wins? Who wins? Buckos from uh, the Winter Split Regional oh. Three from North America, or SK Gaming in EU? Ah, they both Buckos. win zero three. Splashy is who's it? who's Buckos? <laughs> who's who's Splashy T Bar? You can't have Splashy Shm- represent. Splashy T Bar oh. and Schmack. No, no, no. Okay, that team's not even like a or, or fruity Econ and Carrion who just 3-0 to qualify. That's like, the point, you know. though. That's the point. 
Like yeah, yeah but they got luggy. The, the the argument lucky. <laughs> just because the tier changes, the argument that I just stated doesn't change. So like the inconsistency of our bubble teams or versus EU bubble teams versus how deep they are and they beat each other all the time, it doesn't change from what the top teams do to what they do. It's yeah. the same thing at a different tier of bracket. Do you play. think the only difference is that EU is more, more inconsistent? I don't think EU is more inconsistent. What do you think it is? I think both regions are equally inconsistent. <laughs> so EU is deeper? No. I think it's undoubtedly. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think it's definitely deeper. I, I, definitely I, more I think I wouldn't say confidently that one region is either deeper or more inconsistent than the other. I think there's a deeper talent. I think he used deeper. I think he yeah. used deeper, and I think an even more like important thing is that the EU like teams on the bubble are more fearless than the NA teams because I watch the NA teams who like scrape in through a qualifier. And I watch them play. They're just playing not to lose a lot of the time. But EU, they're like going for throats. Like a lot of these players are just, they don't care. They I, are actually just, they're trying to take everybody down. I think they're not scared of like a, an NRG or a G2. They're just like, yeah, we're better than like they, we, they've we got need that a dream hack. Mentality. We need a 128 team dream hack. I agree. <laughs> but on a completely like very serious note, like. I would I would not be opposed to conceding that EU is deeper. I'm not gonna act like I do know or do not know though, because I don't watch enough EU like day twos and day threes to say for sure, and I I don't have the experience playing against them, so I'm not gonna act like I know because I don't. But like it seems like the general consensus is that EU is a little bit deeper. Um, I guess then does that mean that NA's top teams are stronger in general? I think NA has uh, consolidated talent a lot more than EU. Mm. Not just oh, this season, but that is every very season. hard for EU to do, though. I will say that. Yeah, because of the nationality and also the players are just more toxic on average. So uh, in EU, yeah. so they all hate each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's harder to consolidate talent when there's so many rivalries. I, it's unfortunate because we're never really going to be able to test this unless we get some 128 team DreamHack land. We need well, it. Like, when when we did have DreamHack, though, so there were more like EU teams, like just random bubble EU teams sneaking in late in tournaments. Than in Echo NA. Zulu. Echo Zulu did it. Iconic I forget. Oh, I, I wish I could remember off the top of my head all the teams that did it. Cause, uh, I should know Hold this up, better. There, there's no, there's no real there's point to all of this because, like, what Turbo said, like, there's all this drama that we're talking about, inconsistency, depth, but why, why bother? G two is just gonna keep winning. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes, laughs> is the that's most a, dominant team. That's another reason why I think that the majors shouldn't be as exclusive as they are. There's way too many talented players in every region to exclude them. Like, oh yeah, I feel that. I really wish. Like, I really wish just the events were bigger. Yep. Apex Legends had a forty-team oh. event oh. this uh, this weekend, and that was like equivalent of a major for us mm -hmm. too. So, like, as they have a world afterwards. I also heard some wow. really bad yeah. shit Did about that. Did you see how EA handled that? <laughs> yeah. oh they like didn't I, fly I, I, I certain know. players out and stuff. That's yeah. really bad. Oh, anyway, so they, they weren't originally gonna pay for them, and then like I think they got there, and like the PCs were horrible mm, at first. Yeah, it was, it was rough. But yeah. yeah, they they at least the idea was there. Yeah, idea it's a thought. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it also depends on if, like, Psyonix would want to pay the money to fly out that many people. Oh, no, they don't have to. If they set up a DreamHack, they can fly out, you know, eight teams that make a qual in each region. Yep. You know, set up smaller yeah. quals. Mm. And... 
Just like they used to. Just have everybody else fly out and say anyway. good luck. Yeah. That's what they did for the other ones. Except yeah. there was like two teams, not eight. So what basically ends up being like a free wild card stage, and then you do your like big crowd event afterwards yeah. potentially. I feel like even just like raising it from like a major from like sixteen to like twenty four. Like it just seems like that'd be better. Like one, you could get more international matchups, more inter- like more looks at more international teams. Like it just create increases like the diversity of what you're seeing which is an exciting viewer experience and it also continues to like i guess i guess this is also coming from a place place of like rocket league as your job is something um more than more than just like oh it's just my day job like uh losing and winning rocket league especially when it's your job can almost shift your entire like mood and like you're you're just like how you feel about yourself like as a person just like all the time because you're so invested in it and like for for like once you're like you get that one bad performance in a regional right how ruined are you for the next few events because you know you can't make it because it's so exclusive and regions that are so talented you know it It also hurts your seating too so it's a double whammy you lost all your points and you lost all your seeding. Ground Zero last split in OCE came seventh. Yep. And even though they got a third and a first, uh, couldn't make it because there's only two slots there. It was only Furia. Furia had a seventh and they had to go first and first and still came as, as the second seed for Sam. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it, it. it's not, it's it's easy to kind of gloss over, but like it being, being a professional trying to like make it in something, it feels like you're, it feels like it almost feels like to an extent like also like this kind of feeds into something I've been thinking about as well as like for like the fall um, it, it, in Swiss, you couldn't be on the mainstream of Rocket League unless you were a top eight team for that event. Like you feel you feel like Psionics almost doesn't care about you like that. You don't make up part of their ecosystem. Like it, because it, of it, the, the lack of the uh, day one stream. Yeah, it's it, it it it's like it. Not to say it is or isn't true, but that's just what it feels like to you as a player. Luckily, like, mm-hmm. luckily, I I get to find myself like, except for last split, like over the past years, I've been able to find myself mostly involved at least a little bit in in that top eight area. But I'm trying to think about so like like teams that are trying to come up. Like we were talking about a crew, right? They don't get to be like they don't they don't, they don't get to be in the spotlight a lot and. Yeah. That is something that's like it makes you feel like you're kind of worthless to the scene or to like the people who are putting on the events for you. And there's a certain part of that that's like obviously science can't do that for everyone. Like that's an unreasonable thing to ask as well. But like I'm just surprised that just it's like it feels like the focus is just in this exclusive set of teams and that when you're you don't really have to care about anyone else. I think that that, that like really hits home for me because OC Sam uh and Mina uh, don't even have any prize money outside of the top eight. Mm-hmm. So you have all these teams that have worked really hard. They've had to play three, four days just to get to this point. They get like to a game five overtime and fail to make a top eight and they get nothing. But if you make top eight, then all of a sudden you're getting $1,800. And I think I- even in those regions, there might only be six, seven good teams, but you ended up being against the the best team in the region who went down from the lower br- uh, upper bracket, or you end up against a really, really strong team. And on the other side of the bracket, you're up against th- they're up against like a team that are in ninth, tenth, or something. And that's the difference between eighteen hundred US dollars for those teams. I want to see 
just even like a little bit of money uh, spread to 9 and 16 for, for those regions for the same reason. The players don't feel like you don't feel like you're really part of it because you don't get onto the stream. The stream wants to watch the best matches, the highest quality teams. And then you also didn't get any money after playing uh, all this time. And you have teams that have that literally been in every single top 16 and have not earned a single dollar across so, the year. Right. So do you think it's like they need to add more money into it? Or do you think they should just spread it thinner? Well, I would be happy in those regions for there to be $300 per team at that level. So you're at least like feeling like you're getting something. Oh, it's like this, okay. uh, yeah, it's like a token. It's a, even just a token of gratitude. So like it's a, the same a nine, like, nine through 16 all just gets 300. Yeah. Like for a long time, I pushed when uh, OCE in the old system, um, you know, had you either went to Worlds or you didn't. And if you didn't go to Worlds, you didn't get like a, an RLCS title because it was exter- it was technically oh, external yeah. to RLCS. So there were players like Dumbo who came third and including multiple game seven overtimes to go to Worlds and didn't quite make it. And he never, ever got a blue title, despite coming third like six times. Multiple times, yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. And for him, that was the saddest thing. He made all this money, like not, not like great money because it was like OC third place, but he made all this money and he, he's <clears throat> big thing coming off the career is like, I just wish I got a blue title. Yeah. I feel like the best way I can put it is that in order to there for there to be top teams, there needs to be mid table teams, and for there to be mid table teams, there needs to be um, quote unquote bottom tier teams. It's kind of like a negative connotation on that, but you know what I mean. Like it's there needs to be an ecosystem in place, and it at the moment, I know Psionic is really like trying their hardest. Every you know every season is a learning experience, and I feel like the learning experience to come from this season is that ex this exclusivity it was like a lot of teams could participate in the regions and stuff beforehand and there's a lot of broad like broadcasting of them i feel like it went a little too far to the exclusivity side and not enough players especially in um quote-unquote minor regions like oc or sam which i feel like are kind of coming up into becoming more major we've seen their good performances like it came a little bit too far to that exclusivity side it needs to come back a little bit well, I think I think we can all agree it's a hundred times better than pre RLCSX when it was absolutely. Like, you play if you make it in oh, the top yeah. eight of a double elim, you're in, and if you don't, wait six months. Maybe you like, can try again. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. At least you feel like you have constant chances. Cra- yeah. yeah, absolutely yeah. cracks me up when bubble players on Twitter are like bring back RLRS. I'm like, bro, oh, you got more <laughs> yeah, chances this month than you did all year yeah. in the RLC uh, RLRS yeah. format. That's interesting, though, because at some point, like, there's got to be a balance, like you said, but, you know, if people are less interested, I think that it's a content issue that Rocket League's going to have now, because majors are so hype, majors are so yeah. exciting, lands are so exciting with a crowd, that now you go back to online regionals and people are like, ah, I'll just wait yeah. till the next major, because <laughs> yeah. that was yeah. that was actually, that raised my bar for what I consider acceptable Rocket League esports mm-hmm. content, and regionals aren't really hitting that spot, which they can't, because it's online, so... Now that it's online, uh, you know, online is not doing that for many people. Like, Psionics and Rock League are in a weird spot where they, if they want to get more viewers online, they have to make it more, you know, there has to be more on the line every time any two teams are playing. The quality has to be as high as possible. But like what you're saying is also true. There needs to be support for the bubble scene. So right. how do you do that? How do you do it's both of those things? It's a difficult question. Very, very yeah. tough. 
because you've got to try and maximize and improve the quality of the content on the Rock League channel to the highest level without well, just, like you said, showing the same eight teams over and it, over. It kind of sucks, but I feel like that's just the reality of trying to compete to be, like, the best in the world at something. Like, yeah. Like just, they're not going to reward everybody. Like they're not going to just start rewarding like... the 17 through 48 team. You know, it's like right. They want the number. It does one. feel like the natural progression. Like the next step definitely feels like to invest in that tier two level of everything. You know, we've added new regions, got international playback. It definitely feels like the next step to continue elevating Rocket League as an entire esport. Like you said, build that ecosystem is to invest in that tier two level of things. If I recall, um, Shrys uh, tweeted about something like that. Yeah, uh, he did. Yeah. Previous what did he tweet? Split, like that they were trying to work with community orgs to do stuff like that. There was so much buzz about it. Yeah. People were... I mean, believe it or not, the Rocket League community was complaining. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's I wonder if that has to be... Because I think the, the difficulty is how do you make the content as good as possible while also supporting the bubble scene? What if the bubble scene support isn't through rocket league esports yeah, content yeah. and it's like all behind the scenes or like uh, what if there's more support behind the scenes would that make it better would, would that make the situation for play those players better or is their desire just to be on the big stream? Way. i don't think it's on the big stream i don't think that's the desire at all I, 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 okay so like for me personally like and everyone who's kind of come up at some point like i've been very quickly like playing very well like very hyped around i'm talking specifically about season nine like you know i've been on that spectrum of it and then i've been also on the spectrum of like literally right after the off season like sathy was on my team we couldn't win a single series for shit <laughs> we've been we've been we've been on we've been on both sides of that immediately and like it's not about being on the mainstream or like you know having a number of viewers watching you it's it the support behind the scenes would is honestly i think the i think the compromise like where sionics okay. doesn't have to like stream like stream every match and like put you on the mainstream because that's boring for viewers like that yeah. there does need to be that balance like it's more so support behind the scene like that would be the important part well, what, what do you what do you mean by support behind the scene like what what would people even be looking for uh more like tier two events lands outside of majors like you, like, know, you know how DreamHacks work. DreamHacks, yeah. Um, like it seems those like kind that's of what things. they were aiming so, for. So, so just community tournaments in general. Community tournaments, you know, with you know, not they don't have to be like, huge prize pools, but something. Yeah, and like real like, events, not just like another online. So right. Let me let me ask. Time. So like what uh like what range of teams are you are you talking about specifically? Like like seventeen through yeah thirty two, that range. Yeah yeah yeah. And I, I feel like the open signups at DreamHacks, you know, are really cool too for people, you know, to try to compete as well. Like, so obviously, Turbo makes a good point. Turbo makes a good point that COVID really did fuck it up. It did, yeah. Um, so is, is it lands? Because you said they're not just uh, more online events. It, it, so is it lands for the, like, bigger, like, lands? That would be the, the missing part right now? Yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of tied into, to, like, the exclusivity I was talking about. Uh, well, go ahead, Matt. What was that one tournament that like happened where it was a bunch of tier two teams at a land? Was it um, was it like the world? No, no, no. Gosh, we were. It was like before we even got dapper. It was like a team that or a tournament that we wanted to play quals for. Our third didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> but but 
like a bunch of teams were at it. I think like in the having finals, a hard time remembering. But you you know I'm talking. It was like Alpha Cut Alpha Cap's team was in the final, and Astros team was like the other. Are you talking about Boost Cups? No, World Gaming. I think is that it. Was oh, that it? Yeah. It's World yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, like that's because like that that was like a tier two land. Yeah, I think yes. it got good viewership. And... No, no, that that's hype for someone who's not yet broken into the scene. Yeah. Like yeah. that's like that next stepping stone. So that, that was so that like was a see. land event for tier two that... teams. Yeah. So yeah. what like yeah, nine through sixteen? Oh, the one you're talking about, the one that Bull Send won. Yes, that Bull yes. Send won. So yes. so how do you how do you make a tournament like that where that, like you make sure that, already... that only the lower tier teams play? It exists right now. It's happening right now. There's the an event AAA? called the AAA thing, and yeah. it's for like all the teams that just missed out on closed calls. So like, yep, sixteen or seventeen through twenty-four play in an event, and I think there's it's just basically like Rocket League, but right here or like RLCS events, but like just one beneath it. Yeah, yeah. what so what AAA is doing is really good. I mean, that's the, gonna, one of the tournaments we played. It's going to culminate into a LAN. If I'm not oh, mistaken. is it? I didn't know that. I think so. Yeah, yeah at the end that's of the awesome. Game. Is that Psionics? doing that or is it just fob doing that i i think they're like hand in hand but it's not like psionic sponsored okay yeah i'd love That's to see some sponsors. if you something. go i mean if it, it yeah it's a really hard one because if you're i mean if you were psionics i mean where do you put your money if you've got a certain yeah. budget do you put your money into a bubble land or do you put your money into making uh the RLC, actual rlcs land bigger it's a very very tough yeah. situation no, that is tough that's, that's so also made, I think, extra easy to choose right now, Johnny, because of like the return of the lands. And so that's yeah. the number one yeah. focus. Yeah. Yeah. Once they have a year of lands and like they know they can run a season of RLCS post COVID, uh, then I think you're going to get to see them flex out more. And they have been hiring more and more people, yeah. more and more project managers, managers on the esports team. So they should have more focuses like that. Let's go to Leipzig Hopefully. again. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to bait Chicago, but Re realized he was why, Reed hated in Leipzig. I was I like, mean, well, okay, why? Why? I want to know why, but I want to add to it. Okay, well, like, I, I they, they were like, if there's a dream hack in Leipzig, would you go? And this is like, obviously, when I was still on the team, Jaws was like, no. Reed's like, no. Jan was like, no, I don't want to go. I was like, I would go. Like, I just want to play. Like, yeah. I was the guy who said, I just want to play. Is that crazy? Can you wow. believe that? <laughs> okay yeah our wait, hotel wait, wait. was in a cornfield it had like a, a lock and key sort of thing you know, it wasn't the high tech thing but it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was all good so wait, G did G2, you get, g2 had they budget cuts they put you in an airbnb or something what is this it was a hotel like with like a cornfield across and like a, a volkswagen <laughs> dealership on the other side or yeah something. yeah i mean I, oh I wait you went there too me yeah yeah, I was at Leipzig. No, oh well, I think no, we were Not we we were in a different hotel. I just no no no, <laughs> but I got a different nightmare because I I was in Nose Dude's room and that was like those bathrooms where you could completely see the silhouette of the person. Yes. And I, I think I woke uh -huh. up one morning and like rolled over and saw the complete silhouette of Nose Dude, like probably about to take a shower. And <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going back to bed. How big was his nose? I don't think, was that Leipzig though? That was Leipzig. Uh, well, we, that was season one, the first ever Rocket League season. It had these hotels uh, or the hotel rooms had a window to the bathroom. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Yeah. 
What How's your season here? four had that well uh, as well? Yeah, they I must have had so many um, complaints because they were they. I think uh, Marky Marky Duda like told the front desk and they came with like a pre-cut like sticky like floor <laughs> piece of floor and covered the window. I was like, oh, they've done this before. <laughs> they've done this before. <laughs> he said, "That's not a nose." <laughs> <laughs> no, that is so funny. No, Leipzig was just like I couldn't believe how how dead the city was like it was 10 yeah. p.m on the weekend and i didn't see a single person alive outside it yeah. was just like where is everybody where did they all go oh, the event God. finished and we wanted to go out and like just uh what? go to any any restaurant are you bar serious it was popping actually they were harvesting the crops across the street <laughs> all, all night oh see we were at the card field we prime time we were the city center and it was empty. There was no one there. And like all we everywhere were, was closed. We were beyond the city center. We we <laughs> found what the only place that was open was an Irish bar. That was it. That yep. was the only place yep. that was open. The whole place. Yep. The whole whole of like a. It, I think the city's like it's not. It's a small city, like six hundred thousand people, but they all go to bed at ten p.m. Apparently, so don't go to Leipzig if you want to go no, out. Nightlife. I think it's just like older older people. Nightlife. I don't know why. Oh, but it's man. the same size as my city, and like people don't never nobody's asleep at that time. Everybody's outside. Yeah, but you're Scottish, so yeah, that's different. <laughs> Your city's young and kicking. I'm ancient. I'm 31. Yeah, it's not that bad. Nah, that's fine. Yeah. Why does that have to be bad? Oh, any kind of bad. You said it as if it was bad. So you said I'm ancient. Ancient. You said I'm. You said I'm a relic. I'm a relic. All right. Well, chat. I think this is going to wrap uh, chalked cast number six up. I appreciate all my amazing guests for stopping by. I appreciate uh, chat for being here. Thank you, everybody, for stopping by. Um, Yeah. I mean, you want any any final words from the people here? Appreciate you having us, All right, that's what I was looking for. Hey, thank you, everybody. <laughs> there we All go. Right. <laughs> All right, I'll catch you later, chat. Bye-bye, everybody.